because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. There you are. <laughs> I'm glad I found you. You found all of us, Pop. Look. <laughs> I'd know me anywhere. You old lady killer, you. Eh, personally, I don't think that they've captured the real me. Tall, green. <laughs> <laughs> only person missing is poor Marilyn. Well, you can't blame them, Lily. They don't want to frighten away the customers. Let me get a picture so I can show the guys in the Royal Bat and Ball Club just how famous my family really is. The Bat Club? Hey, Eddie, you could get into that kind of a club on my name alone. Well, I don't know, Grandpa. I mean, they don't take just anybody. Eddie, we're just not anybody, son. That's right, Eddie. Your father's a little bit everybody, and your grandfather's got... Some of the best blood in Europe flowing through them veins. <laughs> Grandpa, if the boy wants a picture, let him get a picture. Thanks, Mom. Everybody just stand next to yourselves. Hello, and welcome to another amazing one of a kind of finding. Oh, boy. Wax double. Yeah, just whatever. Episode <laughs> of the Monster Hunters. The only show that dares to shun. Everything in existence except for the 60 year old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster, his grotesque family, and uh, like a movie that came out almost 20 years after it. But wow, for over 40 years ago today. Um, uh, my name is Derek and I'm a monster hunter. Joining me here in the man cove at the monster headed table of monsterism. Is it monster headed table? Oh, it's sectional. It's sectional, it? I believe. Yeah. Well, you'd think I remember this after uh, so many <laughs> times. You know, it's the last time we we're out at the whale tank, and I'm just all confused. So it's the monster-headed sectional of monsterism. It's the one and only Sean DMC himself, Keith. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, it's uh, KG, <laughs> Sean DMC, monster hunter extraordinaire. How y'all doing now? Word. Doing well. And then... That other, that other one that's always corrected me and put me in my place. Let me know where things belong, where they are. It's the mm-hmm. Dr. Dre of Kansas. It's Terry. Hey, uh, Mamma Mia. How, howdy <laughs> ho, or whatever. I don't know. Um, hey, what's up? I'm just chilling here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about some monsters, you know, the revenge. And while I'm doing it, I'm just building a couple of wax figures of all of us. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. if anyone's listening, there's a different energy to it today because we're usually we're burning the midnight oil, but today we are burning the lunchtime oil. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there, there's kind of a different vibe doing this in the middle of the day. Yeah, a lot of different vibe. It's I feel like, like I'm like it's like my shame is just out of the open. You know, usually it's at the middle oh, of the night, God, nobody's yeah. awake. Yeah. Out of the <laughs> open, visible shame. The sun well. is shining. It's the monsters. The, the sun should be down. Mm-hmm. It's just a different vibe, yeah. Yeah, that's how I like it. <laughs> change it up. I mean, I think maybe maybe people are getting a little. They're getting a little. This is a little stale. Maybe time to shake it up a bit. Yeah, that's true. We've done yeah. 
80, 90, 100 episodes of the show. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. You could count. Wow, it might be, a, it might be a full episode where Keith doesn't sound like he's half asleep. That's going to be great. I, I've known you for a long time, Keith, and I doubt we can get through a full episode where you don't sound like you're half asleep. <sighs> You'll probably fall asleep at some point. That's oh, yeah, my all guess. the listeners are just waiting for that moment where Keith falls asleep. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to edit out the thud of your head hitting the <laughs> microphone. Uh, as he time. falls out of his chair. Yes. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. episode. Like, well, that's where Keith fell asleep. And then mm-hmm. 10 minutes later, oh, this is where Keith woke up. Mm-hmm. And then I hear like a scrummaging, a rapid like <laughs> shifting of keyboards and like the mic stand. <laughs> Whoa, where, where am I? What? Monsters. And then whenever Keith just <laughs> he that always out. comes back with monsters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's it's, usually, it's usually when the Raven says something. He's back. And the Raven says, what? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> no, the Raven says, look at the dummy. It's 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Uh, whatever. <laughs> That's uh, usually how you know Keith was asleep. Yeah. Uh, but here we are, gents. We are on the last Munster's element that has most of the original cast. <laughs> Fred Gwynn, Al Lewis, Yvonne DiCarlo have all returned for yep. this movie that uh, boy it's a it's a revenge flick of some variety <laughs> i think it's a revenge on the viewers yeah uh, maybe so yeah mm-hmm. maybe just you forget a, forget about us for 20 years here they are yeah <laughs> in case you forgot monsters and we well, can't talk about this yet until i find out one very crucial element that makes every podcast the podcast how are you guys doing i'm doing good man happy new year Happy New Year to you, too. Oh, that's true. Happy New Year. What a way to bring in 2024. Wow. Bring it in 2024. Did you guys, uh, anything exciting happen on New Year's for you? I uh, I just was dreaming about monsters, you know. Dreaming just, about monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my re- New Year's resolution was to rewatch every single episode, um, but I've already failed. So <laughs> every day you're going to watch every yes. single episode? <laughs> yes. Every oh, single God. episode, every day. Yeah. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> that's the worst resolution I've ever heard. Why would you do that to yourself? Well, I just, uh, you know, well, I, I've shunned so many other things. Like, I feel like I need to embrace the monsters with my heart and my soul and just be like, all right, fine. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping maybe if I watch enough, I'll just like roll over and die and the misery will be over. <laughs> Mid rewatch. I hosted a, uh, a, a, a rockin' monsters New Year's Eve on, on the local, uh, like, uh, the local, like, Public access. Yeah. Public yep. access. Yeah. Yeah. And I just played various Monsters uh, episodes and and clips of the Monster Hunters. And oh, sure. They like commented, made little jokes about them. I don't know if it ever said that we were on air or not, but at, you know, it's how I chose the ring in the new year. So did you have like a cool, like, uh, you know, like Elvira, you know, you got like a cool Monsters uh, inspired name for yourself on the show? Like, Shun DMC isn't that. Oh, you were, oh, were Shun DMC. Okay, fair enough. I was hoping you had a cool guest. No, no, I would yell out Mamma Mia every now and then just to make it seem like t- Terry was there. But, you know. <laughs> just in the background, <laughs> echoing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, was, there he is. Mamma yeah. Mia. Oh, but, boy. Uh, I mean, after a while, well, you know, midnight hit and somebody turned the lights out in the building. So I, I don't know if we ever went on the air, but that, it's, what I, it's what I did for the new year. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, what dropped down? Uh, you know, like they dropped the ball. At well, they Times didn't Square. actually. They didn't actually drop the peach uh, here in uh, Atlanta this year. So I, I commandeered it for myself. Oh, the peach! Dropped the, the peach? whole peach? Huh? 
Yeah. yeah and, and, and it doesn't take long for it to drop from like the ceiling to the floor as opposed to the other thing. <laughs> no. Prop at 9.8 meters per second squared. That's acceleration. So it wouldn't take long. Man, uh, it, it broke in the eye. I hope they're not going to try and use it next year because it kind of cracked. And, yeah. No, uh, Keith, I'm glad that your peach went well. Your peach drop went well. Mm-hmm. It was Munster themed. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't no. do anything. I, we, we just didn't? No, we, we had some uh, jalapeno poppers. We watched oh. Keith drop the peach. And then uh, oh, you oh good. somebody okay. was watching it. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. well, I said crisscross applesauce on my distant plant. Oh, I teleported myself oh. to my family. And then we we all said crisscross applesauce right. hand, hands locked in unison around the kitchen ta- or on the kitchen table. Seance style. And then we went to, uh, you know, Georgia. Uh, that's, that's where we went and we watched it. It yeah. was amazing. Well, you're, you're, you're planning on watching the peach straw. You didn't realize Keith had taken it. And he, I he didn't realize it. Yeah. Peach had been commandeered. Yes. Uh, it, it's for, weird because I still don't know if anybody here in like Atlanta actually watched. It. I don't know. Yeah, well, somebody saw go. it. It was me. Yeah. Oh boys, well we got to we have to do it. I know it hasn't returned. It's still on the loose. Well, I'm assuming. Do do we have? Uh, so I know normally the the staff they they don't like me very much. They tend to send me on wild goose chases for things. Yes, I didn't really believe them, but apparently I don't. You guys ever notice there's like there's another adjacent island. There's an adjacent island of the Munsters Cove, you know, where they kept all the uh, uh, it's not very far away from us. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we we talked. about Yeah, and they they told me that they had seen (laughs) uh, the the staff for the island. The staff told me that they saw the almanac over there and on the island. Wow. And I thought they were full of shit, but because normally they like to, they like, they lie to me and tell me pranks and stuff like that. So I, I took one of the little rowboats. I went over there, looked around, and I found, um, found a big pile of, uh, of dung. Um, and, and looking yeah. at it though, I did see some sheets of paper and I, I managed to pull one out. Oh, uh, good. that was, okay. that was still somewhat legible. And it said, uh, February 27th, 1981. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, oh, okay. So yeah. So we're I, I we're assuming we're... that the the almanac left this, or did something eat the almanac? And oh, um, um, any larger are... almanac? <laughs> well, I will say there were some footprints larger than I would have expected the almanac to leave. Yeah, I didn't know I had feet. Oh. There's some large sphincter impressions. <laughs> large sphincter oh, impressions. I, I I'll just be honest. I once I found this, I got back in the rowboat as quick as possible. Mm. Um, well, I I tipped uh, all of the staff uh, a little extra um, for being nice enough to give me the information because uh, I really thought they were just pulling my leg. But well, that answers that solves one riddle. Yeah, so I was like, why are there seven extra miles on this rowboat? Because I check the odometers every day and make sure that the the <laughs> rental uh, the 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 rental ledger uh, matches up with the rowboat because we do rent rowboats out to people. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, well that's a little side hustle we have. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, there was not a rental logged uh, for the other day, but there were seven extra miles on the rowboat odometer. Uh, so yes, the. That's I, quite got, the I, got, I got lost. I got lost on the way back. <laughs> it is a three and a half mile row. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's only like a mile row, but I got lost. 
Coming <laughs> off enough. the island was a little foggy and a little extra storm. And I, I really it, do we have a lighthouse? Because I thought I saw one. I don't know. I found my way back eventually <laughs> in time. Um, what's this thing called again, though? But he, the rowboat? No, this thing I'm about to do. Oh, well, man. Terry, you and I, we need to recline because okay. it's time for the Munster Hunters Almanac Factoid Tiddly Bit Shit Show. Chili Boo of the Week. <laughs> Uh, February 27th, 1981 was a Friday, 58th day of the year. In 1981 mm. was the ninth Friday of that year. Okay. It's pretty, uh, pretty on brand for Almanac-related uh, info. There are 58 days left before this thing turns 43 years old. Wow. That's been 15,647 days from the day that it originally aired. If instead of uh, the Munster's Revenge, this was a dog named Ray Ray, say a Scottish Terrier breed. Ray Ray. Mm-hmm. That was born on the same date as you. It would be 188 dog years old today. Dog's <laughs> first human year is about 15 years after that slows down. Um, usually like age six, Ray Ray would be 40, and then moving on four years every human year after that. So 188, one of the younger dogs that we've covered. True. Probably one of the yeah. youngest for sure. Yeah. Uh, we had a slight bit of news. Nice. In 1827, the first Mardi Gras was held in New Orleans. Oh, oh, wow, that's nice. Cool. Hmm. 1932, the neutron is discovered. Outstanding. Oh, finally, yeah. Shortly later, time. the neutron dance. And Jimmy Neutron. Yes. Oh, uh, that's a neutron. I know. Okay. Uh, 1951, the 22nd Amendment to the United States Constitution, limiting a president to two terms, is ratified. Okay. okay. Uh, and uh, sadly, in 2015, Leonard Nimoy passes away. Oh, oh yeah, that is sad. Yeah. Now, the number one song uh, on, at this time was I Love a Rainy Night by Eddie Rabbit. I love a rainy night. Mm-hmm. Got a couple birthdays here. 1902, John Steinbeck. Uh-huh. In 1923, saxophonist and composer Dexter Gordon. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that guy. Yep. 1932, Elizabeth Taylor. Sure. 1961, James Worthy. Uh-huh. In 1966, Donald Logue. Oh, yeah. From, uh, boy, I love that sitcom for some reason in the early aughts. What was the name of that show? He's also in Gotham. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, really? He's one of the detectives in there. Now I got to look it up what that show was because I really yeah. like that show. Most of all, I always thought at one point in time, if I ever had a movie made of myself, Derek, I thought he would play you pretty well. I know. you've Grounded for Life was the name of that show. Ah, yes. Really Grounded for it. Life. And then uh, in 1981, Josh Groban. Don't know him. Hmm. You don't know who Josh Groban is? No. Who's that? Musician? What, is he, what band is he in? Yes. Josh Groban and the Grobmeisters. Oh. <laughs> is he a solo artist? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know that guy. Sorry. What's you don't know who Josh song? Groban is? I guarantee. Hold on. Like, I got to look at. Uh, Let's hear some, some, some famous songs. Yeah. Give me. Maybe I, have uh, I, I wouldn't even know him by the. I know who he is. I wouldn't know him by the names of these songs. So you Let's raise look. me up to where you are. Alahate. You're still yeah. you. The impossible dream. Believe. All I ask for you. You are loved. Broken vow. Me Morena. 99 years. When you say you love me, oh, holy night. I know that one. Oh, holy night. That's a Christmas song. Anthem. Uh, I think you'd recognize him if you saw him, but not by his music. <laughs> you would I, go I don't know. If, if you saw him, yeah, but not you know these songs. I thought he was a more well-known music artist, but the fact that I know none of those songs. 
I guess I was wrong. I just know who he is. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like hmm. if you could play like a hundred Josh Groban songs in a row, I'd be like, who's that? And he'd be like, I said Josh Groban right before everyone. I'd be like, I don't know if that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, Terry. Joshua Winslow Groban. Does that help? Oh, oh Winslow. Yeah. Oh. I always called him Winslow as a kid. Winslow yeah, Groban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winnie. Uh, you celebrate the anniversary of this uh, amazing revenge flick coming out with National Protein Day. Oh, man. I like that. I like that. I eat a lot of protein. The, the prime rib we have around here. It's perfect. Yep. Uh, National Strawberry Day. Very no protein in strawberries. Wow, that's no, like the, that's no. like opposite day. That's yeah, kind of like high sugar. Yeah, yeah. eat a eat a nice big uh, you know nice big steak and then have dipped uh, in strawberry. Some, just eat a bowl of strawberries for dessert. That's perfect. I guess. And it's also National Pokemon Day. Oh, I like Pokemon. Okay, and I guarantee there's Pokemon that's an amalgamation of mashing together of a strawberry and a steak. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Steakberry would be steakberry. Yeah. Do you guys have a um, do you guys have a favorite Pokemon? Drake. Um, Drake. I like that. <laughs> but it was spelled streak though. S T R A K E. S T R A K E. We'll call. Oh, that. well, that's a different we'll kind spell- of steak. <laughs> that's right, a more right. Munsteries type of steak. Um, let me think. I have a lot of favorite Pokemon. Uh, do you really? Can, I have never changes. really played a Pokemon. I mean, I'm more of a fan of like the like the first generation. That's when I was really big into it. Um, and then well, my my kids love them. I've played up to like the third generation, and after that, I fell off. But I'm trying to think. I I mean, I like the like you know like Char- Charmander, Squirtle's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Blastoise is pretty cool. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a Snorlax uh, type of guy. Oh, that's a good pick. I like Snorlax. Alucha. Yeah. Who? I don't know who Lucha is. That the oh. Luchador guy? Yeah, yeah. It's like a. He's in Smash Brothers. It's like a Falcon in a, with a Luchador mask type thing. Oh, pretty I cool. Don't know who that is. And uh, Gyarados. Oh, oh yeah, the, Gyarados is cool. The yeah. the uh, the carp evolution, right? Yeah. Yeah. Magikarp. What's not called? What's it called? Magikarp. Magikarp. That's yeah. What it is. Mewtwo. That's a good one. I like Mewtwo. Yeah. I'm actually. Um. I've got a Mega Constructs is like a. Lego, it's not a rival because they're not anywhere near it, but they they have the Pokemon license. And um one of the ones that I've I've got here that I've had sitting around here that I'm starting to work on building is uh it's a Gyarados thing that once you put it together, it's got like a little lever thing that you can so it makes it look like he's moving across the water. Oh, oh that sounds cool. Yeah. It does sound cool. Hmm, I need one of those. Uh <clears throat> so anyway, that was National Pokemon Day. Now uh two twenty seven, nineteen eighty one reveal the life path number. Of three represents vision, imagination, joy of living. Mm, Listen, great like talent for creativity and self-expression. And more importantly, though, 924, 1964, the life uh, path number of the Munster's original air date is oh. number eight. Person- oh. Personality is one of hard work, hard lessons. Yep. People born with this life path number get uh, their worth from accomplishing great things. The bigger the yep. goal, the more satisfying it feels when they achieve them. Money, material goods are important to them because they're rewards and reminders of the effort they put in. This sounds like the monsters. This is perfect for them. It that does. The monsters. Yeah. You, you ever see those like things like at restaurants where they, they slap receipts down on it's like the little pin thing so they can just buy up the receipts? Yes. Yep, I'm take this little sheet of paper. I put one up on the mantle because we couldn't find the book, and I mm. 
Slap <laughs> this down on there. I like how you have to say. <laughs> you ever seen one of those things? Yeah. Well, here's one right here. I'm going to put it right on top of the mantle. Yep. That very clean mantle, I have to say. It looks so nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's very clean. It, it still gets a little dirty where you put the where I've been putting the extra pages from the last few weeks, but it, it's there. All right. Well, you know what, Terry? We I don't know if we ever reclined because we were so engrossed with the idea of what Keith was telling us earlier. So we all need to recline at once now. Yes. And we are going to descend down through the tunnel of love brought to you by candy canes, candy corn, mm-hmm. preemie cock. Probably. I can't remember what. Oh, all yeah. Stuff yeah. Well, on here. Uh, uh, sponsored by preemie cock. Sponsored by preemie cock. Yeah. The tunnel of love. We're going down and gents, we have huge, huge news. Oh, it is. <laughs> Better late than never, we will be arriving at the Skuma X Dome as brought to you by... Are you ready? Uh-huh. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm on the edge of my seat. X. X bought it? <laughs> For, they didn't buy it. They're just sponsoring it. Oh, Formerly okay. Twitter. Oh, because if there's <laughs> any one entity that knows how to advertise and get advertisers, uh-huh. get its name out there. It's that X. dying social media platform this is like the dream come true of sponsorships though because x the skooma x like exactly that's what i heaven they'd be an idiot not to (laughs) buy the naming rights (laughs) normally i'd agree with you they would be or they'd have to be an idiot too (laughs) (laughs) i I think that's more accurate all right we got it We've made it to Scuba X Dome as brought to you by X, formerly known as Twitter. I think that's what they write in the emails. I think I think it's, yeah, the in parentheses underneath the dome, you see it formerly known as Twitter. Formerly yeah. known as Twitter. Uh, formerly known as the Scuba X Dome brought to you by Twitter. It's the Scuba X Dome brought to you by X. Formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yep. Well, now it could be the Scuba X X Dome. And uh, would it be funny if there was one more X? Oh, that would be so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that would be retweeted by, oh, I'm sorry, reposted by somebody. <laughs> yeah, but now that we're a sponsor, we have to be very yeah. careful about mm-hmm. how we say these things. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we no no ragging on uh, our our favorite man boy genius billionaire. Twitter's gotten so much better ever since. I know. Wow. <laughs> Now, like, how did Twitter even exist prior to being X? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cooler name. Yeah, it I mean, is. I could, I, could, I could just gush about this for a while. So Yes, just... yes. It, agreed. Well, we need to take our X-branded Twitter X or Skuma X domes <laughs> brought to you by Twitter formerly or brought to you by X, formerly known as a Skuma X dome brought to you by Twitter branded <laughs> segues. Over to that happy-looking <laughs> vessel there that looks like Mr. T. Yeah, um, Elon Musk did want us to change that to look like him, but we had to refuse that. We, we just don't have the time. Oh, the contract yeah. with Mr. T is it's a life. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's past his life as well. It's, uh, yeah. it, it's eternal. Yeah. Yeah, um, but the, the segues, Derek, very nice. Very yes, nice. <laughs> we're going to segue our happy asses over to that boat. <laughs> <laughs> we're so happy. <laughs> And Captain Terry's going to take his initial 2.75 miles out into international waters, where we, will, we will, where we will dive deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Scuba X, as presented to you by X, formerly known as Scuba X, presented to you by Twitter. 
Uh, yeah. So this, this uh, movie was directed by someone it's a named. Movie? Oh yes. God! What was I getting myself into? I almost said episode, but I had to correct myself before I made a mistake, and now I've revealed that I was about to make a mistake. And maybe oh we boy! <laughs> Anyways, I, I this was, and I can't yeah. edit that out. So yeah, you're gonna have to edit that out. Um, I can't. No. Okay. Stop. Well. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll find my own way of editing it. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so this was like... <laughs> you just think <laughs> by explaining all the different things. Yes. The listener, just pretend like Terry didn't say make a mistake. Right. Yeah. It's more of a um, hypnotic editing where I hypnotize every listener by just babbling about Don Weiss, the director of this movie. <laughs> um, he has 136 directing credits on IMDb from 1951 to 1990. He, he he directed for ten years after this too. He oh did, yeah. He had a long career. Yeah, uh, he's done a lot of television, of course. Uh, his most well-known stuff was like the 1966 Batman show, where he did four episodes. He did uh, four episodes of Kolchak the Night Stalker. Oh, never heard. Yeah, of it. Keith likes that one. Uh, Sixteen episodes of Mash, uh, and then there's have heard of that. Yeah, Mash is classic. Yep, yep, yep. Milwaukee born. Uh, one of his final credits was for a short-running show called The Highwayman. Oh, yeah, this is. This, I, I was like, okay, it's like a western, right, or something like that. Sounds it's like actually, it. it's actually a sci-fi show that takes oh. place in the near future, um, mm. where there's like a new breed of lawbringers that roam the land. A new breed of highways. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all about how you build these new highways. No, they're 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 law like people you know lawmen and they go around but they're known as the highwaymen they roam solve problems it gave me like mad max vibes because it's kind of like kind of post-apocalyptic maybe sure as like it was felt like a cross between terminator and mad max to me like the look he had like a shot off shotgun and stuff like that had a cool cut off leather jacket did he have his um, hand on the pump <laughs> no he, he shot with one hand i believe oh okay you know arnold schwarzenegger style um the he also drives like a big truck, which is kind of cool, nice. like a big rig thing. It's futuristic looking. Uh, kind of looks like um, that that uh, what's that thing called the Optimus Musk. Prime? Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> he looks like a cool big truck. Um, and it's supposed to like transform, I think, from truck mode to like a helicopter mode or something. So huh. that's pretty cool. That makes it futuristic for sure. Uh, the series has a bunch of uh, weird episode premises. Some are kind of simple, like, oh, solving the murder of a fellow highwayman. Uh-huh. Another one had him transport a seemingly dead alien body to a secure facility. And of course, oh. it's not actually dead. I love that. Yeah, there's another episode. Uh, it's a prison break. Um, there's one about an ancient curse on an abandoned mine. Uh-huh. Um, and there's one that's about clones. It's a clone episode. You always Ooh. have one of those. Um, and this and was the- when, in the 80s? They were talking about clones? Yeah, this was the 80s. Yep, yep. Wow. Late 80s. Love yeah, it. they were they're right on the button with that. Yeah, I thought that kidding. was more of the uh, the evil twin with the goatee time than actual clone. Yeah, well, mm. guess again, Keith. Hmm. Yep. Not bad. Man, well, this is the, it's futuristic shows. So they have the to fut- be clones. Yeah. Ah, the evil twins are a thing in the future. Yeah, it's all clones cool. are, though. Mm-hmm. Evil clones. Yes. Oh, God. So many evil clones. <laughs> uh, there's also a time travel episode, of course. What? So oh my yeah. god! Um, Sounds like the, one of the best shows that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I, I watched the intro to the pilot of the series, 
and had a cool narration. Uh, you know, showed some images of this highwayman driving around. He was posing in the desert with his sawed-off shotgun. He had a cool leather vest on. Uh, here's what the narrator had to say. Um, they say he came into this world from someplace off the clock. His mother was an ice-cold wind, his pa a fiery rock. Oh, right. It's, it's told that on some starless nights, his rig could up and glow. The folks who say they saw it coming swear they didn't see it go. Now you hear a lot of legends told when you ride the long, hard slab. From some who say the man is good and some who say he's bad. But all agreed, who've ever tried to play a cheating hand, you only get one chance to draw against the highwayman. The highwayman, yeah. Is it just me or do we get chilling here? That is chilling. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's epic. It sounds so cool. A couple of those candles you got lit up just blew out. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> I just summoned a uh, ancient highwayman demon who's mm. going to um, destroy all of us. But I love fine. it. Yeah. What a better way to go. It wouldn't be the first time someone tried it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to summon a highwayman demon or destroy To destroy us. us. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have sent several highwaymen demon to try and destroy us as well. We're pretty used to that at this point. Yeah. Old hat. We're impervious um, to highwayman demon. <laughs> yeah, that's the... Um, that's our strength, yeah, is that we cannot be hurt by Highwayman Demon. It's like our reverse <laughs> kryptonite. That's why I spent so long time down with Snorlax. Like, uh, <laughs> because he was a Highwayman Demon? Well, he, he he has a friend that was a Highwayman Demon. Oh, uh, I see. That way, yeah. We, we learned their weaknesses. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Smart. That was very smart. It was. Uh so we got a couple writers for this movie. Uh, one was Arthur Alsberg, and the other was Don Nelson. Mm. Arthur Alsberg has 43 writing credits uh, from 1949 to 1993. He wrote some Bewitched. He wrote The Flying Nun, Herbie the Lovebug. Um, those yep. are the biggest things I recognized. He also wrote The Hobicon Chicken Emergency, which we talked about a long time ago. Uh, it's the one the that I'll take your, I'll take your word on that. I, boy, that doesn't sound familiar at all, but I bet you well, we talked about it. I'll, I'll go ahead and just give you the plot summary to remind you because I figured, you know, it's been a while. Uh, it's about a family who they inadvertently pick up a giant 266 pound chicken named Henry. I remember Edda. this now. Thank you. Yep. yep. <laughs> they pick that up for Thanksgiving instead of just getting a normal turkey for some reason. Yep. Um, and of course, they decide not to eat it because it's a 266 pound chicken yep. that might. It's a man in a chicken suit, right? Yeah, basically. And it, of course, chaos ensues when it escapes and terror is sown through the streets. Um, <laughs> Don Nelson, the other writer for this movie, actually, he wrote the Hoboken Chicken Emergency as well. So, oh, okay. I think they've got to both have a bunch of the same writing credits. So I'm guessing they work together a lot. This was like a team, uh, a writing team, I suppose. Yeah. Don had 34 writing credits from 1952 to 1993. Um, I think the biggest thing that him and Arthur worked on together was one of the greatest crossovers of the 80s. It was the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. Uh, I know of that. Yep. Mm -hmm. I thought you were about to say the Hoboken chicken thing again. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I should have done. Just edit what I said before about it in to this part. I'll just say it twice. We'll try Uh, But I'll talk about Jetsons and the Flintstones real quick. The basic plot is that Elroy Jetson invents a time machine that sends his family back in time where they meet the Flintstones. Uh, The Jetsons have to wear the classic cave people outfits. The daughter of the Jetsons, uh, of course, falls in love with like some rock and roll caveman guy. He plays guitar. Uh, 
And then the Flintstones, um, they seem to really like the futuristic technology the Jetsons bring. Uh, Barney's able to fix futuristic machines by bashing it with his club, you know, caveman style. So that's kind of fun. Style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Flintstones do end up getting sense of the future, um, and you know, hijinks ensue. Weird stuff happens. Uh, I don't know. Seems fine. Uh, the movie though did remind me. There's, you know, have you guys heard about that theory that the Jetsons and the Flintstones are like they don't take place at different times, but are actually happening at the same time. I've never heard that. Is the Flintstones no. just at the bottom of the Jetsons? Yes, that's the theory. Because yeah, I all like the Jetsons that. live up in the clouds, you know. Yeah, you never see and the, the theory is that the Flintstones are down on the 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 surface of the planet. Wow. Um, and there's like some sort of dark class system where you know the people on the Ooh. ground are like the they don't get any technology. They have to use dinosaurs as technology. Is that, Elysi- is that Elysium? Is that what the movie was? Maybe with yeah. oh with yeah. with Matt Damon yeah yeah that was the follow up to uh, District Nine by what's his face oh uh, Neil Blomkamp yeah mm-hmm. well maybe this is perfect for him maybe he should mm. you know maybe he should get on this Jetsons Flintstones thing it could be the next big cinematic universe honestly yeah I love it uh, look the Hanna Barbera cinematic universe needs to get going anyway but that's oh, we already had good. the Flintstones though we've had the Jetsons too haven't we. I don't like action? action movies. No, we no, had no, the no. Flintstones. I know twice. You're right. We have had two of those. Uh, we need like a Captain Caveman. We need a. We do need Captain Caveman. Captain That'd be perfect Caveman for Flintstones. They met each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. Space Ghost. Caveman. The Hercules, yeah, maybe. There's that one with the talking shark. That'd be fun. Jabberjaw. Yeah. The talking shark. How dare you? <laughs> guy's got a name. Show some respect. Uh, well, he is a talking shark, though. Yes, <laughs> there's a there's that talking dog that does karate. Um, uh, Hong Kong um, Fui, show some yep. respect, dude. Yeah, <laughs> there's that one dog who helps solve mysteries. He talks as well. Um, what Scooby Doo? Heathcliff. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody say yesterday. Do you think that Scooby Doo was supposed to be Scooby Dog and it was a typo? <laughs> <laughs> and they Scooby just rolled dog. It. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's amazing theory. And it just went from there. Yeah, it was a total accident that Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like the O and the G are so far away from each other. I know. Why, why does this artwork say Scooby-Doo? It's Scooby-Dog. What? We've got a lot of these things made already. <laughs> uh, I hope that's true. That would be so funny. Wow. I think like whoever the created Scooby Doo on their deathbed reveals it. Oh, that would be so <laughs> Scooby Scooby Dog. It was never meant to you? be Scooby Doo. It was there was Sco- a whole another theme song written, like they could rhyme with Scooby Dog <laughs> instead. It's real somber. <laughs> oh man. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I hope that's true. I hope that's I true. hope so too. So I figured we'd uh, talk about some of the newcomers in the Munsters family for this movie. Of course, we got the original cast, you know, original Herman, cast. Lily, Grandpa. They're all the same people as the old time. But we got Marilyn and the new Eddie. Yes, we do. Uh, so the new Eddie is played by Casey Martell. He's got okay. 36 acting credits from 1977 to 1992. His biggest credits are probably uh, on the show Growing Pains. And he was in the Amityville Horror from 1979. Oh, the original. Yeah, and also maybe his biggest role in my oh. eyes was Greg in E.T. The older brother? 
I don't remember who Greg was, but I know E.T. And E.T.'s good. That's I couldn't remember who Greg was, but I think, yeah, that might be the older brother. Yeah, because it's Elliot and Drew Barrymore Greg? and Greg. <laughs> <laughs> the iconic trio. <laughs> I think that's I, I'm assuming Greg's the older brother. I say, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, jo- Joe McDonald plays in New Maryland. She has 19 acting credits from 1977 to 1987. Uh-huh. Uh, the most recognizable thing that she was in was in an episode of Dukes of Hazzard. Um, and she was also in a couple episodes of Dallas, which is some show of about, you know, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Some Texas thing. I don't know. Uh, she was also in a movie called Samurai, which sounds amazing. Oh, I love the idea movie. of that. It's a man. Who's an attorney by day, but at night becomes a samurai and battles evildoers. <laughs> wow. What? A night samurai? Yes. Yes. This sounds awesome. Yeah. Does but sound he's, not a, he's not a vampire or a werewolf. He's a samurai. <laughs> he becomes a samurai at night. <laughs> okay. Uh, specifically, his his villain in this movie is an insane rich man who wants to destroy the city with his earthquake machine. So oh, hold on. When you say he transforms into a samurai, does he like like Keith mentioned a werewolf? Like he's a man, and then moonlight hits him, and he's like, starts howling, and he morphs into a samurai, (laughs) or does he just you know put on? He's like Batman style, I think. Okay, sure. Transforms himself into a samurai vigilante. Gotcha. Exactly. Yes, he's more of a vigilante. Although I love the idea that he's cursed by some sort of samurai. (laughs) He was bitten by a radioactive samurai. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, painfully transforms every night. Armor comes growing out <laughs> it, of his back. Yeah. It's just fleshy armor, though. Oh, it's not like metal or anything. <laughs> it looks like well, it's werewolf of- style. So he's he's the entire series. He's trying to find the original the samurai cure, who yeah. bit him. Yeah, that's actually kind of kills him. Idea. It could yeah. it could actually you know cure him in the same time. Just defeat him in a duel. And mm-hmm. yeah. the sword is just an extension of his hand. It's a big oh, fleshy sword. Well, I'm glad you oh. both hand. Oof. Oh, I, <sighs> wow well apparently this movie was supposed to be a pilot for a tv series but there are no takers nobody what? picked that nobody up. took yeah. this no <laughs> what was great it called idea. night samurai it's just called samurai oh well, that's I mean, night samurai would be way better yeah. yeah but oh well i mean i guess maybe it's not too late to get this into syndication we can I'll talk to some people. We'll get this going. Oh man, yeah, we we got that monster hunter pull. Let's let's make things happen. We will. We will. We should try. And of course, uh, I, I just wanted to shout out a monster hunter's favorite that's in this movie. Uh, he's got a pretty prominent role in the film, uh-huh. though it's not a role that we're used to seeing him in. It's Ezra Stone. He's what? back. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not directing this. We already have our director. We talked about him. He was I know. The other thing is the same guy as the son of a chemist. Oh, that's correct. Most people probably know him as being a son of a chemist. Uh, Most people probably know him as not being Ezra Pound or Emma Stone. Right, exactly. uh, (laughs) He's the only person that can lay claim to that. (laughs) He's the only one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I could probably say the same thing. I'm not either. No, everybody's either either Ezra Pound or Emma Stone. (laughs) Which are you? Are you an Emma or an Ezra? Oh, I'm an Emma. I think I'm an Emma, too, yeah. No, I think we all hope we're Emma's, but yes. Uh, <laughs> um, ironically, you know, his father was a chemist. He actually plays a scientist in this movie, so maybe mm-hmm. he took some inspiration. Is it the old know. scientist? Yes. So he plays okay. Doctor Licklider, which is one of the doctors who works down in the basement in the movie, uh, like working on yes. the robots. Uh-huh. He's the shorter, older guy with the loud oh, voice. Okay, he's always yelling. Yeah. Um, 
That was Ezra Stone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was him. Now you finally seen his face. So oh. that's kind of cool. Also, you may recall that the from the Munster Cast podcast, uh, Tivis. He really enjoys this guy's directorial work, but I'm yes. curious if maybe like his acting is also, you know, like in the Munster's oeuvre, is, is Ezra Stone also one of his favorite <laughs> actors? Probably. What do you guys think? Is he one of the best Munster's actors? Without a doubt. Mm, yeah. I, yeah. That's his, his performance in this movie was <laughs> exceptional. Agreed. Well, on that mm-hmm. note, yeah, I guess we should. Well, I there's a couple other ones. Uh, oh. <laughs> whoa! So uh, Wait, he's taking the steering wheel from me. Hey, well, so uh, Bob Hastings Peach, and now the schooma vessel all in one yeah. week. Well, how do you think I move the thing around? Um, Wait, use the schooma? Yeah. So you're taking uh, the rowboat and a scuba out? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I thought the mileage was off. I checked that every morning, too. Yeah, uh, when I signed that deal with with the uh, uh, Elmo uh, Snusk, whatever his name is, <laughs> I told him it never goes out except for to go out to drop us to the gates of hell. And now, I mean, I, and he, he was really excited about that. He's like, oh, the gates of hell. Yeah, I yeah. drove it backwards. I mean, I thought that would move you know, mileage back down, but oh well. Uh, uh, Bob Hastings plays Phantom of the Opera, and he is um, he's the other voice of the Raven. During oh, the series. He, he really? does that. Yeah. That's cool. Well, who voiced the Raven this time? Oh, boy. Uh, Pretty sure it was Mel Blanc. It sounded like Mel Blanc. Yeah, it did. Well, they don't listen here. It's God probably, it. I mean, it sounded because they've had like other people do it, like you said, and they never sounded like Mel Blanc. This one actually sounded like the old. Yeah, Raven. I thought so, too. Maybe they just had like archival clips of Mel Blanc and used them. Yeah, probably. Considering what, well, they should have done that for the last episode of the of the uh, the, the series when we when that was very obviously not him. <laughs> yeah, well, they've had like twenty years to yeah. dig up archival audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, uh, Sid Caesar. Yeah, he has a he has a very big role as uh, Doctor Dustin Diablo in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that, that's now this is well past probably his prime, prime? Of, like yeah prime but, of his life. <laughs> he's on prime, prime of anything, but like he was a real big deal. Sid Caesar, yeah, yeah. Well, um, was that, that that was well. He used to have this his own show. Hmm. Okay. Because I think we may have even talked about that once before, but he used to have like a variety show type thing. At one time, he was like a really big, well known person way back in the day. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, he was he might have been like a Vegas sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Sid Caesar. Mm. Comedian sort of thing. Like yeah. the Caesar Palace. Yeah. Well, I maybe. Yeah, I don't want to pull up his wiki, but yeah, he was a big name. <laughs> that seems like probably one of the bigger uh, guests they've had, especially considering this was like 20 years after the show had previously aired. Yeah. I'm surprised they got any like prominent guests for this thing, but it's good they got him. He has a big role too. He's like the main villain. People apparently needed paychecks, and they were willing to to shell out money for this. Because one of the notes I saw about this overall was that uh, Fred Gwynn didn't want he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Um, but his second wife uh, at the time, Deb Gwynn, suggests that he just accept the role and then ask them for a really large paycheck. And he's like, "Ah, they'll just refuse." But they apparently said, "Sure, whatever." Wow. Well, they're good for uh, him. He got paid yeah. good money for it then. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently CBS was so nervous that this NBC made for television movie would be a smash success that they scheduled a telecast of 
uh, the Wizard of Oz opposite of it. They were nervous? Yes. Hmm. Okay. About this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Keith, are you going to hand over the reins of the skooma yep. so we can, Terry can take us back up to the surface? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've called security. They're coming to (laughs) They'll meet us at the dock or they're on their way down. (laughs) Yeah, they're coming. I told them that we'd been hijacked, but uh, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll send them off. Um, Terry, did you say hijack? (laughs) (laughs) We better hurry up. Yeah, because we don't want the security guards to get worried or they'll, you know, they they have the orders that if we're not back within 24 hours, they're going to just blow the ship apart. Um, So we'll, we'll head back at a reasonable pace. Just to let them know we're still alive and everything's fine. It was all big. Uh, it was all. It was just Keith hijacking us, so it, it should be fine. <laughs> Keith was hijacking us. Uh, all right, Keith, yep. did you say a reasonable pace so we can get back to the surface? Because it was just Keith hijacking us. Yeah, I said something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we you know what I did. Uh, I <laughs> foresaw a possibility of this happening. So you stopped um, going. Okay. Well. Every time I come down, I always have my security uniform on underneath my normal clothes. Right? Oh, so wait. If, oh, you're part of security? Well, not necessarily. But what I like to do is in these situations to be able to blend in with security. Mm. So when they give out the wampins and the pepper sprays, I'm not part of that. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so, rapidly strip your clothes. <laughs> yeah. So what I did, I, I normally wear like a hoodie and jeans and they're tear away. And I, I just pull those off and I have security uniform underneath. I pull the hat out of the back pocket. I put that on. And then uh, I, I, swam back up to the surface and I'm, I'm mingling <laughs> with, with the security <laughs> uh, folks here. I mean, there's all sorts of like utensils. I have, I use my baton uh, to form a, like a makeshift propeller uh, and I spin it around in between my feet and I made my way Whoa. back up like a torpedo. Yep. Okay. Uh, but I'm up here hanging out with the security and we're all, we all got our batons. We're all kind of like slapping them in our hands, waiting, you know, like, Oh, we're just waiting for it to come <laughs> yep. up. So they waiting for you guys to come up. I'm chorling mine. Uh, I'm going to back up just a little bit because, uh-huh. boy, oh, so I got uh, a prime rib, a prime rib oh. uh, fitting of the Munster's Revenge. It is uh, the revenge of prime rib. Mm. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> of all the prime ribs that we've taken, yeah. all the lives we've stolen. We've had, we've had a few that seemed like revenge. but Yeah, prime rib revenge. This is a, So what I did was I had, because of the holiday, we had a little extra time. Uh, because everything was closed, I I took the took the rowboat down to Mexico. Uh, I rented it oh, properly, though. Gee. I rented okay. it properly. Okay, you rented it out. Okay. Yes, okay. and I rode down to Mexico, and I got some <laughs> I got some tap water, and I came back, and you got tap water from Mexico. <laughs> yeah, and I got okay. this prime rib, uh, and uh, it's just laying in a. I know we've done this a few times, but the au jus is. Mm. Is meat juice and, and well, it's uh, classic. It's favorite tap water from south of the border uh, okay. mixed well, together. So, well, yep, that was very thoughtful. That took a lot of time, I'm sure, rowing out that's to a Mexico. Very venge- that's back. a very uh, it's, revenge it's, filled <laughs> uh, treat. Prime Ribs Revenge is here. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. please eat up, drink up, drink the Aju, enjoy mm. your treat. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Vengeance never tasted so sweet. <laughs> Have some extra of mine, Terry. Go ahead. Terry seems to mm-hmm. go open that down. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Enjoy that. Feast up. Drink up. Uh, because we're here. Go cup. Yes. I have 
to go jugs actually he already oh, made perfect. up for all of us okay uh <laughs> you made with mexican tap water yeehaw hopefully mm-hmm. that's not offensive to somebody i'm sure it is yeehaw I don't think no <laughs> mexican tap water <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, no. sorry for this. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think it's offensive, but I'm gonna lose that sponsorship. Yeah, well, yeah, it, shoot. Yeah, I, I, to get the idea, I, I had to convene with our sponsors, and you know, like we, this, that was the best idea that came out of <laughs> sitting down. Oh, they came up with that. Yeah, they, we sat down with them. And they're like, "What about if we got, went down to Mexico and you got the uh, tap yeah. water and it made everybody sick?" I was like, "Okay." They uh, really wanted that angle, and we we're like, "Well, are you sure we could come up with something?" And they're like, "No, we really want that." Yeah. Like, okay. Well, you are sponsors. We kind of we like the idea of people having stomach pains and pooping themselves. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, candy corn, no problem. Uh, yep. Well, yeah, that was candy corn's idea, and the 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 ex formerly known as Twitter people were all on it. So yeah, premium They're a little more free. They like let's do what we want. But since you know, two out of three premium cock, we appreciate you <laughs> trusting us. <laughs> Yeah, Premicock was not down for shitting ourselves. Uh, but that's what makes but, them Premicock. They got to stay classy. You're right. They're the most classy of all of our sponsors. Yeah, we love yeah. you. And what classier thing to talk about than the Munster's Revenge? As Keith oh. mentioned earlier, this son of a bitch came out in 1981. I don't know what day it came out because I don't care. February Friday. something or other, 1981. And I sat crisscross applesauce on this planet. And I teleported myself to this planet. And then I climbed up on our kitchen table, sat crisscross applesauce. Mm-hmm. And I transported myself back in time. And I read this on the set. It said, <laughs> I don't know why this was written on the set, but it was scrawled in the bathroom wall in what looked like <laughs> blood. Oh, no. When the owner of a wax museum, <laughs> this was scrawled on the bathroom wall. When the owner of a wax museum attempts to frame Herman and Grandpa Munster for pulling a jewelry heist, they must both prove their innocence and find out when or find out who the true thieves are. That, that was on the bathroom wall. Interesting. Written on the bathroom wall. I was like, well, okay. That's I wish more people would write synopsises on the walls of bathrooms. Yes. If I'm going <laughs> to yeah. read stuff on a bathroom wall, make it worth my time. Yeah. yeah. So let's just put for a good time. To explain it better. Yeah. For yeah. a good time. Come watch Monsters Revenge. Come watch Monsters this. Revenge. And they put the synopsis under there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they put 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> oh, it doesn't seem that great of it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, 5.9 feels real high. Yo, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But especially because um, they mess up from the get go by not using the right banger. Yes, oh, yeah. They have like a late 70s, early 80s kind of like disco funk banger. Yeah, it was like similar, but they added the, yeah, like, orchestra and all this weird stuff to it yeah, yeah it wasn't good no they should have just kept it the classic they could have just had like a cool intro to they should have just kept like the classic intro with the new people that would have been fun yeah boy i i'll be real honest i don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about this movie because it's really bad <laughs> <laughs> okay it's, Fair enough. i mean we can like they go to a wax museum they find yeah. doubles of themselves that was our opening yes. clip which, doubles of the monsters it's weird like i'm yeah. trying to understand what the context of this is so they know the monsters exist and they're famous monsters is that why or is it just they happen to look like famous monsters like dracula and frankenstein maybe that's I, what it is they just coincidentally look like 
and they're dressed exactly like them as well. Like it's not like they're wearing like some (laughs) slightly different outfits. They were like, it's almost like they were celebrities without knowing they were celebrities. Yes. It's weird. The the fact that there's a statue of their family, basically in their entirety, like it's strange. It doesn't make any sense really why that is, but it'd make more sense if it was like coincidence, like there was a Dracula figure and there was a Frankenstein's all separate, not like grouped together. But eh, whatever. Especially as the, the whole thing goes on, like the Lily one and the Eddie one aren't ever really used anyway. So what was the point of <laughs> having all four of them there, except for the gag from our opening clip? But you know what? I, I liked seeing them all just standing next to their wax figures, like awkwardly, like so still. Like why? Why are they holding so still like that? <laughs> I don't know. My favorite part of that is whoever made the grandpa model. <laughs> Didn't have a picture to go off. No. So he just had to like. (laughs) It looks like baseball, but like it looks like maybe the wax figure melted a little. (laughs) Maybe. Face is off. Yes. (laughs) I love the grandpa wax figure. That's my favorite one. It's so funny looking. Yeah. Because the Eddie one kind of looks like the kid. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Especially when when the uh, the Japanese tourists come up and they look at him and he's his head is angled the same way. Yeah. Yeah, the grandpa one. Yeah, their face is like it's like almost. Uh, what's that? Um, that when you see something that's almost human like, but it's off, and so like you're like uncanny uh, valley. Yeah, it's like uncanny valley version of grandpa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. It's like the PS2 version of grandpa. Yes, exactly. It's like yeah, like a generational gap. Like grandpa is PS3, and then there's swag figures PS2. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And then there's this weird, like, the museum's closing. Get out. The museum's closing in five minutes. The museum's closing in one minute. The museum is closing now. Get out. And they went in during the middle of the day, so it's like weird hours or whatever. They get out, and that's when the whole scheme is revealed. The wax figures are actually robots. The Scooby-Doo-esque, we mentioned Hanna-Barbera earlier, this was a very Scooby-Doo mystery-like setup Yeah, uh, of, of this whole thing going on. And I was not expecting this either. No. no who could see this coming? Nobody yeah. could see this yeah. coming. So honestly, at this point, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. You're telling me you weren't expecting that the whole Wax Museum is filled with actual robots that are controlled by <laughs> one remote control thing well, that's got three buttons on it? Well, yeah. first, sounds like a phone being dialed. You didn't you didn't expect that? <laughs> I didn't go into the bathroom of the the stall read the recap. <laughs> At first I thought it was the actual monsters like they had them there in the wax museum Yeah. They, once you press the button they all come to life they stop holding still and go mm-hmm. do their thing. But no they're robots. They're not like it's so random. It's just weird. Oh god, is it was at this point like less than 5 minutes into this movie where I was kind of done. <laughs> it's already pushed it. They jumped the shark a little too far for you. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> yeah, this was a bit. This is this scheme is just strange. Yeah, yeah. it's cartoonish. Yeah, and so to that extent, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, right. the, it, the idea of it, and and again, like being like this goofy cartoony type thing, doesn't seem awful to me. 
but it doesn't that that good feeling doesn't last very long at all. Like, so you were on board when this happened. You're like, okay, I can see what's going on. Yes. Yeah, actually. Yes. Actually, at this point, I'm still fine and on board knowing this is 20 some years after the show ended. Yeah. And that we're seeing a bad version of all the characters. Doesn't it seem like an odd choice, though? Like, it's been 20 (laughs) years since the monsters came out, right? Like, (laughs) What's 20 what, years they've still been living there. Yeah. Like what is what what we have to have a story worth telling to bring these iconic characters back. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, what can we come up with? Maybe we can like bring something up in the you know, like, oh, Marilyn's always had that mysterious origin. We don't really know what her deal is. No, we don't uh, need to yep, talk about that. That would have been great too. Oh no. Oh, I have an idea. Why don't we talk about robots? Huh? <laughs> it, it is the quit. It is actually so monsters, monsters, it hurts. Right? It really is. They could like, do anything in the world that involves them. So, but instead, they create this insane external motivator. <laughs> it is so implausible. It is so implausible, like to the point where like you I am suspending my disbelief. And saying, yes, there's a Frankenstein's monster. Yes, there's a Dracula. Yes, there's Dracula's daughter. Yes, there's their son that's a wolf boy. Yes, there's their uh, average, everyday, modern teen, in air quotes, because she was not a teenager mm-hmm. woman. Uh, I am, And they live as a family together in an old, broken-down mansion, and they exist in everyday society. I am suspending my disbelief to that point. I've yeah. done it for 70 episodes and a bunch of movies and i've said okay but this is the thing that makes me go what are we doing what is the point there is no point of this why is there a wax museum full of waxed covered robots that is do we think do we think that this is the fact that it's now the 80s and that seems like a more 80s tv thing to do that's our central motivator it could have been anything and that's what they chose. Maybe, maybe it's so 80s, it's painful, but it's like early 80s. It's not even like mid 80s where it's like oh, small wonder was out. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> robots are a thing. No, this, this no. is what they did. This is what they chose. This is when the cocaine changed a little bit. Uh, this is strange. what they chose. Yes. It doesn't make sense. Like, like this would because we've seen the monsters create robots before. And I'm never batted an eye to that. OK, sure. Mm-mm. But this is just like some random man. Well, okay, so he's got a history. We will we'll probably get it. Okay, that. now yeah, that's now that's where you really start going off the the deep end in this. And I was like, I I'm like, what the hell are we watching? It just it just seems so odd. Like no monster hunters. Like Van Helsing shows up to you know hijinks ensue when someone tries to kill these. Like he thinks they're monsters, but they're just normal people or whatever. You know, no, it like it's just it's, it, this feels like a monsters episode like extended to an hour and a half. But like, I don't want to spend that long watching Monsters episode. <laughs> this is just so unreal, so unreal. I don't even. Yeah, know. And so, and like you say, you don't want to spend too long going over thing. But it's so it's not just that they made these robots for a heist. A guy who's a somehow direct descendant of a, a pharaoh is the one who's backing this whole thing. But you don't really learn that till later, which yeah. and, that, and that's fine. So yeah, let's talk about that. Sid Caesar plays the person running this operation. He is the descendant of a mommy mummy. And his potty seat is in the museum. And his brother is in 
the sarcophagus. But we don't know these things yet. But no. it turns out that they're going to be there on Halloween at some Halloween ball at the museum. I and guess that's why potty he's seat? monsters. Yeah, it's his potty seat. What? Why does he want that? I, OK, I don't think he. How he old is he supposed thing? to be? How, exactly. He's got he's got to be a descendant. He's got to be. He says it's his potty seat. And that's his brother. I think he is like a mortal. That's his necklace. I think he might be immortal. He, he clearly he's got to be something. He's got to be thousands of years old. And he looks like Sid Caesar from 1981. Yeah, I think because he yeah, his brother's there. Does he? He wants the amulet his brother has because it's got like a, a more. It's got power. He's just like it's, it represents what, power. That's all. What power? Why? Why does this exist? Why is that? Why is that the thing? And I don't think he really wants the potty seat. He just remembers having the potty seat. But it's got some inscription underneath it. That's the thing that, that lets him know that it, that he, that he this can is sit his on the stuff. throne or something like that. I think that's the joke. Yeah, the, maybe the toilet potty seat that says it, and it. It's like this. Uh, it's almost like this fake Yiddish. I don't know yeah. what he was saying. It could have been real words. It was just he was like just making of, something <sighs> up on the spot. I think. Yeah. yeah and oh. yeah, it's strange. Like I don't understand the villain's motivation at all. I think he I don't wants- understand why the villain exists. <laughs> We've yeah, already got the villains. The you, robots. You've already, you got the robots. You've got the guy, the doctor guy who's created them. Why did you have to throw this extra level? Just you're robbing the museum. That's yeah. perfectly fine. I guess they wanted to make it more monstery, but yeah, it's like no. Are you just robbing stuff? What was the point of the pizza parlor? Maybe they paid for part of the the pizza production? parlor. Screams like, "Here's a mob subplot." Yes, yeah, yeah, that could have worked right in there. They had this Italian guy that looked like he was Chrissy from uh, The Sopranos. What was his name? Was uh, my Michael Imperioli? Imperioli looks like his like older uncle, maybe or something like that. <laughs> Be. Like, because he, because Michael Imperioli would be like, uh, in his, he'd be like ten at the time of this. This movie was made, he, but yeah, he's got this whole mobster thing. There's a pizza parlor mm-hmm. that's they got take the money, money to the pizza parlor. Like, yeah. what's the lot, point of the pizza cabbage. parlor? And the money, a lot of the cabbage. cabbage and lettuce and cheese or whatever. I think I think they're laundering the money they steal every night through the pizza parlor. Somehow. Yeah, and then question mark profit. Oh, there's lots of question marks. Okay, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Yeah, I don't understand. The pizza parlor thing is a... a I, I think, I mean, I know why they did it, because we had to have our little skit of the grandpa and Herman at the yes. pizza parlor. Okay. That, that <laughs> I lost it at that, and I, I almost turned it off. Ah, uh, boy. I, but I was also like, I bet you this is Terry's favorite part. Oh, for sure. Uh... I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Can we yeah. talk about my my favorite part of the movie? They have sure. they go home after the wax museum and they mention that this this is so insane. Uncle Phantom of the Opera. Oh thing. my god. And his name is Uncle Phantom of the Opera. The lowest effort was made for that. Like we have un- Uncle Gilman or Gilbert, whatever his name is. They they yes. came up with a funny name for him. The what was the the wolf man's uncle Leroy Lester Lester so like which, which is could, nothing wolf related no but uh, they gave him a name this is just Uncle Phantom of uncle the Uncle Phantom of the Opera they call it could have called him Opie uh, I'm pretty sure the Phantom has a name in the yeah, movie sure they could have called he, him that 
<laughs> it's Uncle Phantom oh. of the Opera, and he no, likes the to part, sing. The interesting part I thought was from the previous monster one we watched, where they had the, the different cast, mm-hmm. the Christmas episode thing. That's the one guest who never got to show up because his letter not never got to him. Oh, is it really the, the biker guy? Gets you know the biker guy picks that one up and stalks Marilyn. Wow. Um, and so maybe that's why they brought him in on this because there's no real reason for him to be in this. Well, this came in out before, so maybe they realized they everybody hated the fan of the opera and they were like, we were not bringing him back for the Christmas special. Oh crap! I forgot that yeah, this that. That is a different order. My bad. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, even worse. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is in this a lot. The Phantom of the Opera, Uncle Phantom of the Opera. He's like, I kind of like him. I don't know. Oh no, I don't at all. <laughs> and he's only he's only there for one thing in particular that he has to do later yeah. on. In the <laughs> well, movie. he sings so high and so loudly that it breaks glass. Mm-hmm. That's his only joke. He does he's sing really loud and annoys everyone and breaks all the glass. time. Yeah. Well, he's kind of a lovable scamp. He yeah. is. He's my favorite part of the movie. I, I, the fact that his name is Uncle Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> is so you like you said, Terry, low effort. It's so unreal. It didn't just, even try. Yes. <laughs> it, and oh. this is like pre word processor days. So what if they put in Phantom of the Opera as like a placeholder, but they can't do control F uh, and do a replace find all and replace for Phantom of the Opera with something else. <laughs> so they just rolled with it. They just left it in the script. Yeah, they're handing yeah. them out. They're like, wait, his name's Uncle Fan of the Opera. All right. Damn, they just kept going with that. it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, the writer wrote this. You know, that's probably what he meant. All right. <laughs> I bet the writers are like looking back. They watch this every year or something. They're like, God, I wish I would have caught that. What What if they did? Is this a punishment that they watch this every year? Because <laughs> they, they only say the name once, right? So what if right before that, and Lily, Lily says it, they're like, all right. Yvonne, and know it. I know in the script it says Phantom of the Opera. Let's change that to Morty. Okay, okay, okay. Morty's a great name. Yeah. And then, then she just goes, Uncle Phantom of the Opera. And then, oh, but because they're the one take monsters and they got to <laughs> stick with tradition, <laughs> even though this is a TV movie, they're just like, well, we got to do it. Continuity. We got to keep it that way. Yeah. Keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. He's an interesting character. He does the same thing every time. I mean, he's kind of annoying, but he's kind of funny sometimes too. So. Yeah, I mean, funny. No, like, he's oh. never funny. He's annoying the whole time. I like seeing and a new Mar- face. Marilyn is thoroughly annoyed by him the whole time. I think Marilyn's annoying, to be honest. Oh, okay. So we have wax robots. They go out. Uh, they're controlled by a man with a remote control that's got three mm-hmm. buttons on it. And every time mm-hmm. he presses a button, it sounds like somebody dialing a phone. Yep. One button's Rob. Another button's stand <laughs> still, waving your arms around. And the other one's... Uh, <laughs> Sleep, I guess. Sleep. And he sends the robots out on a crime spree. And they just go places they know where to go. They know what to do. They just commit crimes. But they make animal noises. Yes. Yeah, they're all roaring of some kind. A yeah. different, like one made an elephant noise. One made a gorilla noise. Uh, one could have been a horse. I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it would scare me if I heard that. And turn us all. <laughs> Grandpa staring through my window. So, know, so like, Grandpa sneaks up on some people making out and steals their car. Yes. Herman <laughs> busts in and steals some uniforms. Is that police what uniforms? Yeah, police uniforms. Well, they're getting all the stuff they need for the heist later on. Oh, the it's, the, it's the security uniforms because that's security what uniform. Later, yeah. yeah. Uh, the getaway car. Getaway car. Yeah. 
Uh, wasn't there another one that did something? I don't really remember. The Wolfman so steals terrible. something. It's from so somebody. terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It really is just like this is what we're doing. As like, yeah, this was the setup. I can't. I just couldn't buy into the setup very well. Yeah, these robots just robbing people. But I that's reveal. Oh, revenge! I guess they're gonna get revenge because they're getting framed because their likeness was used. Yes, uh, to commit crimes. I guess <laughs> without copyright the uh, payments. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. And because they're like this was used, they get arrested and then identified in the most unscientific of police manners. They just let them walk in. That's them. <laughs> they don't even yes. do like, a lineup or anything. <laughs> they don't get yeah. like five or six really tall green people and stand them next to one another no. to see if you can pick out Herman. That would be I would love a scene of him in a lineup. <laughs> That's actually would be so would be much funnier. Yeah. That would be awesome. But no, yeah, the police guys or security guys walk in and like, that's him. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny when he's like, oh, this description's ridiculous. How are we going to find anybody that looks like this? And he walks into the room and he sees Herman. And he's like, oh, no, they're just both sitting there. That's pretty funny. I mean, yeah, that's pretty And good. then the whole police procedures is like, well, you better get yourself a really good lawyer. And they throw him yeah. in prison. They have an alibi. Like there should yeah. probably be more evidence. <laughs> yeah. than this. Like, and people to yeah. corroborate the corroborate the, the alibi, too. Uh-huh. Like they say what they were doing, and then she comes in, Marilyn comes in, like, oh, he was just doing this, this, and this, the exact same yes. thing. And it wasn't like they were able to like uh to talk about what to say beforehand to like, oh, that's kind of uncanny that she said the exact same things that he said. Including the hand. Yeah, because the cops down. the cops raid the house very quickly and oh yeah, everything's done without warrants in this in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once again, yeah. it's the monsters, everybody that works on it knows a general knowledge. Yeah, police exist and they solve crimes. That's all they know. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what they do? Yeah. Yeah. It's know. got a very 80s uh cop show vibe to it at, yeah. at, at times. Yeah. Like it's like a chips or Starsky and Hutch type feel to it. Except that the the one cop who's trying to like get with Marilyn, I, he's such a bumbling idiot overall oh like, yeah he is he should have been fired for a lot of things not just crashing his like, car repeatedly mm-hmm. especially traffic. when i rewound it everyone rewound it and watched it twice because i think like the last time he gets hit and spins around i think there's just like a thing of blonde hair that's supposed to be Marilyn, like <laughs> like maybe attached to the seat Oh God! <laughs> I, I love that you actually rewound yeah. it and rewatched something in this. I uh, I was I, trying to skip ahead as much as I could. Yeah, it oh, it's it's so awful. My favorite part about this whole police thing. So th- there was a couple moments in this movie that made me laugh, and one I mean, one of them was the strange setup of Herman going ape in the police thing. It was like <laughs> the guy's watering his plant. We see a fly, like it cuts to like a fly falling onto the ground. I was uh-huh. like, what? Why do we yes. see that? That was weird. I was like, is it they like, making a joke that Herman stinks or something? Like, what? and then it kind of cuts away for a while. It's just back to normal. Like they're interrogating him, and it's like, okay, I guess that was weird. And then we cut to, I think we cut to the fly just like flying around the room or something. It, 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 it up crawls up his sleeve and yes. stings him. And then that's when Herman starts going ape. And look, we've seen Herman do this before, where he's like starts freaking out and breaking things. But this did make me laugh. It was kind of funny just seeing him just go nuts and they're tearing the building apart by with his bare hands. He's roaring like a bear the whole time, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. And then all the police are like, "I mean, he's lucky the police didn't gun him down, but uh, they just tackle him." And mm-hmm. 
Now, what if that monster's revenge would have been them killing Herman and then Grandpa and the rest of the family getting revenge? <laughs> yeah, they on the think, <laughs> like they, <laughs> we've already pitched several better ideas than what they came up with. I love the idea of a sniper like across the street with like an elephant rifle. They said, "Take down, <laughs> take him down, take." The, I got a shot. Take, take the shot. It. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't hold him any longer. Take it. Boom. It took like six people to take him down. Yeah. It's so fun. Stupid. God, I hate it. And they put him in jail where there is an offensive <laughs> stereotype. Uh, oh, oh yes. I, didn't, I forgot about that guy. Oh, yeah. boy. So Grandpa and Herman are in jail. Herman's like, I'll take the bottom bunk. And then there's the black cellmate who does like every poorly executed, poorly written. I'll say it, execution was fine. Poorly, poorly written <laughs> slang. What did he call him a honky at one point? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He yeah. did. Yeah. And I laughed heartily. And it. a jive turkey, I think, was said as well. Yeah. Oh, so like Norm Liebman or who wrote this? Uh, whoever the writers were, they clearly have watched, watched the Jeffersons. Arthur Ellsberg and Don Nelson also watched uh, uh, Blazing Saddles. Mm hmm. And uh, that was about it. And then, as her, so Herman wants the bottom bunk. This guy wants the bottom bunk. Herman stands up, but he's like, "Did I call you honk?" I meant you can honk and have the bottom bunk. Whatever. It's just so, it's so terrible. Yeah, Herman it was rips bad. open the rips open the <laughs> the, the cell because here comes some lamb stew or some bullshit. Lamb stew. Yeah, oh. he's like he actually Man, he really is, likes it. He's really Jones for the lamb stew. Also, yeah, Herman's so hungry in this episode, and this prison. Is serving lamb stew, which sounds pretty fancy. Yeah, it does. Like, I mean, Herman the whole time he's in prison is like, you know, I kind of like it, peace and quiet, just chilling. You know, I got time to think. He's like, I just miss being tucked in, and he gets fed. He's he's perfectly happy here. He doesn't even want to break out. Grandpa's the one who has to like kind of force him to get out of there. Yeah, it's so insane. Uh, oh my god, and then. They escape. They steal the the car. Oh, Herman like takes the guys. So Herman the, takes the gun. Their new cellmate steals oh, the gun, right. and then Herman says that's naughty, and he takes the gun from the guy and he points at the policeman inadvertently, I guess, but very threateningly, and that that like inspires them to escape. Um, they then Herman, take the guns from every other cop on their way out, mm-hmm. and then hand them back to the police chief, saying, "Here, take these. Thanks." And and steal his car or something like that. Yep, they steal the car, and then that's when we get the car chase with this the cop that's flirting with Marilyn. They try to chase mm-hmm. him. And he crashes like five times, and then oh, Herman we, they oh talk God. and they they have the idea that this nobody looks like me or something like that. And then Grandpa's like, "Wait, the wax museum," and so that's where they go to. Oh yeah, so Herman's always saying shit, and then Grandpa turns it into an idea. So yep, or Herman's like, "Oh, Grandpa always gets these great ideas." Um, so they go to the wax museum. They discover mm-hmm. the the secret plot. I don't know. That's when we did find out that there's like an underground laboratory. Yes, they 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 sneak in and like closing time. All the robots start marching, and then yeah, they like oh they they kinda... follow them in. Oh god! And then Grandpa and Herman get like four thousand volts of electricity. Yes, and, and Grandpa head. starts to two thousand for two thousand first. Two thousand at first, yeah. Grandpa flirts with the like cave woman statue. Oh yeah, 
the girl oh, yeah, one don't very, look too bad yeah. either. And he starts licking his lips. You're like, <laughs> like Grandpa, that's a robot. Can't yeah. even talk. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he liked that idea. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they figure out the plot basically that these robots are out there stealing stuff, and so they're trying to like convince the cops, but also catch the bad guys. Yeah, that's where they discovered the pizza guys in on it. Um, and and they have the the two guys at the pizza place, like beat up the one cop because he wanted to like flirt with Grandpa. Is that when they dress up? I don't know. They, yeah. they come back to the police or the pizza place later because they go back home after this. They like stop at the pizza place, see the money being traded, and then they they escape and they go home. They break when do they design when when at what point in time do they decide to go back to Transylvania? That's much later. That's, That's a little bit later. Yeah, because they have to get some elixir to make the mummy come to life. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! The fact I just said that out loud, and that's more added on to this than I totally was just it's already so convoluted. Like we, such a complicated story. Why do they need to bring the mummy back to life? I, that was never said because Herman's like, "Too bad the mummy's dead," and the grandpa's like, "Well, why? Maybe, why yeah. does he have to be dead?" So that makes them go back to Transylvania to Grandpa's old lab. Fight. We're just all over the place because this movie's all over the place. It is all over the place. It's hard to keep track because there's a lot of weird things that pop up in yeah. this. All right, let's, so way, let's let's try I, to let's try to tighten it up a little bit here. Yeah. So we we have there's there's a plot with wax yes. robots that Herman and Grandpa are privy to. Yes, and have been in the lab. There is the police that have captured Herman and Grandpa, but Herman and Grandpa have escaped. The son of the police chief is the detective that's mm-hmm. in love with Marilyn. He's hanging on Marilyn a lot, um, and he's kind of on her side. Yes. And she is convincing him to help Herman and Grandpa, and he's having a hard time, one, because he's a bubbling idiot, but two, it doesn't, none of it makes sense. Uh, Which, to be fair, I agree. I would not believe mm-hmm. this for a second. If the robots are stealing things, yeah, no, I'm not believing that. I'm we have a possibly immortal son of a mummy, mommy, uh, yeah. whose brother is in a sarcophagus whose old golden potty seat, potty chair but is he, in the museum. He wants it or he just brings it up a lot. He I don't wants know. That, he wants the amulet that's he with He wants the amulet for sure because it's power. He says to it's get power. that, they mm-hmm. have these robot wax wax robots. One that happens to look like Herman. One that happens to look like Grandpa. Not worried about Lily or Eddie. Yep. Just those two. Well, they have a those, bunch like the fishmen. They have a wolf. They have yeah, there's woman. the... Yep. And they go out and steal things to yes. help with this 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 plot. And what they're going to do is on Halloween, there's a masquerade ball, and they're going to bring all these robots there. And the robots are going to break into the Egyptian stuff and steal the stuff that they need. Exactly. Yeah. Right? That's what it is. Yep. Oh, my shit. That's, that's so basically it. Yeah, but it's then of so course, yeah. There's the but Derek. You explaining that actually makes it sound very simple and easy, and easy there's to follow nothing along. simple or easy about any of this. because yeah. I mean, then there's the pizza place. There's Transylvania. There's yes. uh, so lots of other things in this. Herman and Grandpa convince boyfriend cop that all this stuff is happening. Yeah, and they go. So boyfriend cop gets the police to all go. Yep. Without a they're going to raid it. They're, they're going to raid it without a search warrant. They get there and they're like, oh, the police are here. So they're able to flip a switch and turn the laboratory into like a study. 
like all the walls Basically, spin yeah. and like there's a couch and there's rugs and there's stuff. So because of this, they discover the underground study. The kid gets fired or something. Something his dad gets mad at him. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have to arrest Herman and Grandpa again. Uh, I think they they he's I think I don't know. I don't remember exactly what where the, the bumbling detective lies at this. There was point. also a point where Herman and Grandpa run down the street at night in the night at the police. That was yes. when they went to the pizza parlor the first time where there was yeah. cabbage and lettuce. In. Yeah, they see the the pizza thing and they're escaping. They want the cops to chase the robot van. Yes. But the police want to chase them instead. And the police. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is early 80s um, and had no intention of clinging anything closely to remotely to because they would have been shot dead. Uh, instantly <laughs> running down the street at the police being told to stop. <laughs> Herman's picking up their car and like, yes, Herman picks yeah. up the car and rearranges it. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, okay. So the, all that happens. That all happened. And so they have to go, they're wanting more proof and that's why they go back to the pizza parlor. Yes. Then they go In back disguise. to the pizza. Yes. Oh. It, it's a sting and they yeah. dress up like waitress and the people at the pizza parlor don't question this at all. No, they didn't. Too, interview. Nope. They didn't interview him. They, they didn't like give him a job. They're just like, oh, here's these two hideous women. Right. <laughs> like, nothing it doesn't against- even seem to be a uniform for the pizza parlor because they're wearing like pink. Matching, yeah. Yes, they're wearing matching. What if they just <laughs> walked in and just started working and just people are like, all right. Like, yeah, we say the, it's the, my the pizza first chef day. is like the head of a yeah criminal organization or yes. it's a big part of it. No questions asked. These two people show up. Yeah. Yep. The, the only two guys there in the middle of the afternoon, though, immediately are like, hey, look at those two broads. There's two horny old. Yeah. Yeah. Yokels. One, one guy in particular is very into Herman. Um, yes. I like tall chicks. Yes. <laughs> and Herman, what he, he says something like, I hope they don't get fresh because I have a yeah, hard time, I saying, a hard time no. saying no. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, we already know this. <laughs> How far is he going to go? <laughs> Herman's deep undercover. Yeah, he's too deep. Yeah. <laughs> Hit this pipe. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no wonder Lily always thought he was a flander. Yeah, yeah. Can't say no. This this is a long skit, and no, it's not my favorite part of the movie. Uh, oh, it's so terrible. Yeah, it's 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 awful. It takes forever. Okay, but there's uh, one <laughs> scene in this though. I did. It was okay. disturbing. It was disturbing. Yes. Um, the imagery of it, I guess it's when, so the two policemen do come into the pizza parlor to pick uh-huh. up pizzas and Herman, because they're still under investigation, they need to be arrested or whatever. So Herman hides his face with a big piece of cake. Like he puts it in front of his face to go talk to the police people. And then like the police guy takes a piece of cake out and you just see Herman's yeah. eye peering through the cake. That was like such a strange <laughs> image like that. Like, oh, that's something about that really creeped me out. I didn't hey, what like kind that. of cake is that. Well, you can. T- it's chocolate cake, dude. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. But Herman's like, eh, it doesn't really matter. You wouldn't like it anyway. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, no, I think I will have some. So instead of waiting for the waitress to set it down, he just takes the top off and starts like <laughs> <laughs> he has no, no place to put the piece of cake. Yeah. And Herman's just staring, yeah. peeking through that little gap between. the. And it's, and yeah. As soon as he does, it's the creepy eye like. um Kind of like in that that one X-Files uh, episode mm-hmm. with the, the weird family. Oh, yes. And and when they look underneath the bed and that like 
you see the eye, the lady stick. That's the, basically the same mm-hmm. type of vibe. Yeah. With yeah. a chocolate cake instead. Yes. And um, yeah, it's very creepy. I agree, uh, Terry. It was very disturbing, but also just why? What do you, what's the point? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And the, the, don't the horn dog old people like beat up the policemen because they think they're flirting with Herman. Uh, they beat up Marilyn's boyfriend. Oh, the guy. Right. Yeah. Is that what? So, happens? anyways, that happens. Yeah. Now, is that when Marilyn's boyfriend arrests them and puts them in the back of the car? Uh, like no, gotta, he has I to catch them again later because those two guys beat him up. Uh huh. And so they get away again. But when he catches up with them again, yes, that's when he puts them in the back of the car okay. and the grandpa turns. Is into this the- your favorite part, Terry? Where grandpa turns into a bat? Yes. <laughs> And he he goes, screams, he screams ah! in agony, ah! turns into a bat. He <laughs> screams like he's in pain. <laughs> he's either transforming into a bat or a fleshy samurai. One of the two. <laughs> oh, oh that'd be kind of epic, though. He turns into a samurai, <laughs> just starts slicing people down. Goes ham on the robots with a sword. Oh, because so cool. Herman says some shit samurai. like, "I'm gonna go batty," and he's like, "Herman." That's a great idea. I haven't done this in a long time. And then he just goes. Ah! <laughs> he just this is, his, body, his body wasn't used to it. He hadn't done this in a long time. There's some puff of smoke. And then there's a rubber bat on a <laughs> yeah. string. That is my favorite part. Yes. Yes. Uh, the rubber bat on the string is so ridiculous because you can oh, see the damn yes. string. They made no effort. <laughs> it's like, all right, we have Uncle Phantom of the Opera. We got this rubber bat that I bought down mm. at the. I don't even know where they at the at the. What was that? Uh, Spirit like of the, Halloween or something? Oh, well, this predates that. Where are those Woolworths? I got a rubber band at the Woolworths. Uh, Terry, do you know what Woolworths is? <laughs> no, I don't. It, it, uh, it, never mind. You don't need to. Target before Target. Hmm. Uh, it went out of business in the 80s, okay. I think. Uh, yeah, so there's, the, there's that. And is that when they decide they're going to go to Transylvania? Because uh, they're outside their house in a tree. And Herm is eating acorns, I think. Or was that later when he's eating acorns? That was earlier. He's eating acorns. Because he's always hungry because his grandpa won't let him stop for food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Uncle Phantom of the Opera sings and breaks the window so they can get into the house because they're locked out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember why they want the potion that brings people back to life. What? How does this play? Oh, because they they want they they're like, well, what if the mummy's not there anymore or something like what if they yeah. go if they're gonna go and steal the mummy? Well, if it's not there, well, if it's actually alive, they're gonna bring the mummy back to life. So that's their big idea yes. is to turn the mummy to alive to throw off the evil criminal, and, I guess. And grandpa can't yes. just make this in his own lab. He has to go back to the Transylvania lab, which he's been gone for for like thirty some years now or so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really, Either way, they I go really back to Transylvania no for this thing. Yeah. They go to Transylvania. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa's excited because Igor's there, which I was excited too because I was like, "Oh, the bat guy." Okay. Oh, Igor's gonna be there, huh? So they get there to the castle. You know, Terry, I didn't even think about that—that that the bat in the in the series is Igor. Oh yeah, we never actually see Igor. I didn't even think about that. I thought that was him. I thought that he like was living there now, but no, it's just the like, you know, the classic <laughs> mad scientist servant guy. Yeah, uh, someone in the castle is shooting flaming arrows at him as they approach, which was kind of funny. Yep. 
I like that. They go inside and it actually is Igor. He's just chill. Okay, so this is what's weird because he's like sleeping in a coffin. To hide from the villagers in the yes. castle that want to kill him. So he and was shooting them. arrows? So they're shooting arrows at Herman and Grandpa. They, like they knew Herman and Grandpa were coming? From the castle? And there so was a proposition. It, no, they're 13. just coming after Igor because they passed the vote. Something like proposition 13, like a thousand to one. Yeah. To storm the castle and kill Igor. But, but who that, shot the arrows at them from the castle? Igor sleeping it, in the, the casket. He's not. Yeah. yeah. He says it's the villagers. They're 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 they Herman shot the arrows from the yes. Herman and grandpa just happened to show up at the same time that the villagers are actually coming to kill Igor. Yeah. I thought Igor was shooting at them. No, no, no. no. He's hiding in the casket because the villagers are trying have voted to kill oh, him. Okay. Yes. Well, I, okay. Interesting. And All then right. he, I don't Which even. It leads even to pro- maybe okay, my favorite part of the episode. Sure. And I don't know if this is a good clip spot or not, but oh. it can be. What is it? Well, Igor has like a heart attack because he keeps freaking out because they're trying to like they're trying to set the lab back up. Uh huh. And so they get to Igor and he, they find him. And that's when we get the following clip. Oh, jeez. Would be exactly where I left. What have you done to my laboratory? Who cares? They're coming. I had a pack for a quick getaway. Uh, well, you see, we're in a kind of a hurry, too. Igor, my life giving potion. Where is it? Life giving potion? Werewolf formula transfer of ailment serum? Who cares? They're going to kill me. Herman. Start unpacking the crates. Here they come. I hear them. They're coming. Well, but oh. who was shooting the arrows oh, there? With- That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I, I thought because the arrows are coming from the castle. Yes. <laughs> and the Igor was in the casket hiding the whole time. Oh, you must stop them, Master. Stop them. Oh, you must save your old and trusted servant. Oh, save me before they. Before they. <laughs> Uh, uh, before they kill you? Oh, my golly. I'm my life-giving potion. I found it! Grandpa, Igor is dead. Dead? My golly, we're really in luck. Why? Why? We can... We can try it out. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope it works. He was so loving and faithful. Well, he goes nothing. Cross your fingers. How long has Igor been living in this Please. castle by himself? No, crap. ever since they left. How long? How <laughs> long like is that though? And why is that syringe needle all bent up? A potion needs to be drunk, not like syringe. Yeah. And why do the lights go out? <laughs> why does a magic breeze come through? I, I, don't, I don't know. None of this makes sense. Righty. Look, it's Igor, and now he's young. He's younger. And handsome. Oh, with thick, fluffy hair. <clears throat> Wouldn't this have been a good point for them to like have a cameo of the Butch Patrick or something? <laughs> yes, actually, that would have been great, yeah. It worked. He's alive. But look at him. He's homelier than Marilyn. Alive. Now here's where I thought they was gonna. They found Marilyn a, a husband now. Thanks, thanks to my potion. Wow, is that me? I really am living. 
be calm. Be calm, my son, my faithful friend. We're together again. We're escaping together. We're going home together. What together? They're after the old Igor. Hey, they're up here. I voted with you guys. Save me a torch. So long, suckers, and thanks. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, okay. they didn't really care about his plight, so I guess it makes sense. I actually didn't. That I enjoyed the fact that he was like, ah, I'm out of here. Yeah, I kind of liked that, too. That was kind of funny. Oh, my. So they have a potion. And then they go back to to America. <laughs> Yeah, we mm-hmm. don't see any of that. No. Mercifully. Uh then then what? I don't even remember. Is that what so, it's like? They're decorating oh, did they take, for Halloween. They a, did they take a plane and, and they, they went over in caskets? Yeah. They oh, did. they did do they that. Did. I forgot yeah. about that. Marilyn says she's gonna save Herman and Grandpa because she thinks they're missing, and so she goes to the wax museum and gets captured by the evil robots. Um Mm-hmm. Her and the boyfriend get captured by the evil robots. The boyfriend right? comes to rescue her, I think, and gets captured. Yes. At some point. Yeah. And they put him in a glass dome. Yep. Exactly. That looks very airtight. So they should. Very Batman 66 uh, cliffhanger ending type setup. Definitely that. Right. Now we also have. Oh my God. It's, it... There's a lot. Oh, there's so much still. <sighs> because we can't forget that the Musters are planning a Halloween party of their own. Some family starting to show up. There's like a witch lady. There's um, oh god. There's a bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, mm-hmm. which that's got to be awkward. Remember? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> so they're waiting because they think they're like, where's Grandpa and Herman? They're just gone, and that's why Marilyn got mad. It's just like nobody cares. You guys are just worried about the party, and so she goes to try to rescue yeah. them. I guess. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, where could they possibly be? Uh, yeah. and that's when Herman says something and Grandpa's like, oh, this, yep. or no. They finally show back up. Grandpa's Grandpa not there, Herman. though, is he? Because it's Herman and Uncle Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, their Uncle Phantom and Herman decide to go rescue Marilyn. Yeah, because don't Herman's remember like, I where Grandpa went. Yeah, because they get there. I don't know. Because Herman's like, I wish I had one of Grandpa's ideas here. Is this, oh. is this, your, is this your original Funkle? Uncle, like fun uncle. Oh, Phantom, uncle Phantom. Phantom. <laughs> yes, uncle. he is the original Funkle. I agree. Oh, yeah, uncle of the opera. I thought you said Thunkle, like thick uncle. It's like okay, <laughs> thick, yeah. thick with two C's. <laughs> well, he is thick too. So, so Herman in 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 thick opera go. <laughs> oh, or is man. he is that, he an uncle? Like, that was like that the, was my that was my nickname in high school. Is he Yulf? Thick opera. Uh, <laughs> thick, <laughs> yeah, thick opera. Hello. Hello. Um, oh, that'd be amazing. That's a great nickname. So that thick was in, opera. That was choir. Uncle Herman go to the to the wax museum mm-hmm. where Marilyn and boyfriend are on the floor. Like they're on the showroom floor, I guess. Yeah, it's just floor. in the middle of the room. Under yeah. a glass dome that's <laughs> yes. soundproof. They don't see them for some reason. Not a first, yeah. Herman's about to uh, open, try to figure out how to open up the the secret layer, and he is tapping all around the fire extinguisher that actually does it. Yes, but boyfriend is tapping SOS on the glass. Thick uncle hears it. 
thick yeah. uncle, thick opera. It's like, here they are. And then Herman's like, I don't know what to do. And thick opera sings and it breaks a light. And then Herman's like, keep singing louder. And then eventually he sings a lot. It breaks the glass. Yes. Which is also kind of funny because he sings like he starts to just scream instead of singing. At some point. <laughs> yes. It's like, ah! <laughs> breaks it. I thought that was kind of funny too. No melody, no tune to it. Also, the stuff we've seen Herman bust up, he couldn't lift the glass on that thing or break it. Glass. He couldn't break the glass. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't want to risk, you know, punching so hard that it like shifts the earth or like punching through hair Marilyn on accident you know yeah such definitely didn't want to do that but then we get to the party the co- the Halloween party where the heist is taking place after this yeah that's so where hot. grandpa went that's where God grandpa went it. I think yeah I need this movie oh yeah because he had to get because he had to go give the serum to the mummy. The, the mummy they go to the museum there's everybody dressed up nobody nobody gives pays any mind to these robots walking around because they look like they're wearing Halloween costumes yep does Marilyn? Is this where Marilyn? No, Marilyn dressed up like the other one before. Oh, so she dressed. Yeah, she, she dressed up oh, like a God. witch this time, and she shows yeah. up and steals the control mechanism. Steals yep. the remote control with three buttons, so the robots can't do anything. Uh, what else happened? Grandpa turns into a bat, and he sneaks into the mummy's chambers. Yeah, he does the scream again, which is funny. He's like, ah! and then he turns into a bat. Okay. The, the that's that same thing we watched in the clip where the lights shift and the weird yes. music happens and they're like what happened and but I'm like ultimately oh, they did it. Herman is dressed up like the, the mummy in yes the sarcophagus when did that happen so he goes to check on Grandpa to make uh-huh. sure that ever that everything went the way it was supposed to yeah and then I think because he gets in there and he sees our little the little. But why didn't they give the mummy? Where's the mummy at? The little baby. The mummy was a baby. baby. No, he gave him. He gave him all the serum that was left. Oh, oh, shit. So Herman gets in there. He's dressed like him. So when he finally takes the mask off, they're like, what happened to the mummy? Herman like points over the corner and there's a the little baby just there. chilling yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Oh my God. So uh, he's sitting I on, the, this the, on the thing, right? I watched it. It was there. I did not. I do not remember this part happening. By the way, yeah. wrong mummy. It's the wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong, not in the right uh, mummy. Yes. Yeah, it's not in the right. Uh, there's a display. damn body seat, though. I don't. Oh, God, it's, it's got so, different wording on it. I know. It's so stupid. So every mummy's tomb has a potty seat and just. The only way to tell difference is by the reading the bomb words. I I guess, yeah. And why did we have to bring the mummy back to life? I'm still confused as to why this there's is There's no of the need plane. for it. There's no need for the mummy to be alive. There's no need for any of this stuff. What happened? Do they get arrested after that? Like, not her. No, they, they arrested. Uh, they arrested. Oh, that's Sid right. Caesar, and they're like, Dr. Demento, whatever his name was, and, yeah. and all their people. The yeah, police, I believe, police chief's yeah. like, I'll take it from here. And they're like, yep. why? He did all the work. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then it's time to go back to their house for the real party. The real party. And Herman reveals that as a reward, he got a a, a glass facsimile <laughs> of a yes, tool. Not a real diamond, of course. They <laughs> gave him just a glass ball. Yeah. And every and, and, and they're trying to decide who to give it to. Oh, as a reward. Here's a five dollar voucher for the, the ancient Egyptians <laughs> uh, uh, gift shop. But you can't come back during uh, operational hours. Basically, yeah. I like this is like really. This isn't even a real diamond. Like, <laughs> no. By the way, in true monster fashion, the look over at the at the baby, the baby mummy. 
probably would have been a perfectly fine spot to end this thing on. Instead, we got to go with let's mm-hmm. bring the Phantom in for one more final thing. Yeah, like who gets who gets this jewel? Well, Marilyn's the one that stole the remote control. Well, uh, dude's the one that did this, and Grandpa's the one that did that. And Herman's big opera that. saved Marilyn, and big boom. opera, thick opera saved Marilyn. Yeah, so it's like who gets thick it? Opera. So thick opera mm-hmm. sings. The glass ball shatters, and then Herman and Grandpa do every other word to complete a sentence of, now everybody gets their own piece. Of a fake diamond. Of a fake diamond (laughs) that really is 100% trash. Yeah, it's just like shattered in a tiny, it's like dust. Like, what are you going to give? Who gives a shit? (laughs) And then we get credits. Oh, God. Right? Pretty there much. Was credits the, after that? The, the Raven pops out and says something. Oh, God, the Raven oh, says God, something. We, oh, my gosh. What we does the forgot. Raven say? Uh, hold on. All's well, these idiots, or something like I, that. Or hold on. Let's see here. Um, my God, thing. it's finally over. Yes. 11 o'clock, and all's well. But what to do? But what do I do? But, but what do I know? 9 o'clock, and it's all is rotten. 5 o'clock, and the big dummy's still missing. 10 o'clock, and boy, is this a doll party. 2 in the morning, and the whole dumb family is back together again. He said all that at once? No, those are the five different oh. times he talked. <laughs> he talked and like think, several times. And I think yeah. there's a sixth line that I missed. He says mm, something oh. else. It's some, I think, but I think he just says it's like 10 o'clock. He doesn't give any like witty banter after that. But he does oh. end on two in the morning and the whole dumb family is back together again. Oh, my God. It's mm. so. Yeah, and that's uh, when we get oh, to credits. Um, then we get credits. Yeah, and can we also mention a couple like one of the whatever we you really, want that we didn't uh talk about all one <laughs> spot playing checkers uh with Herman. Uh-huh. Yeah, which was spot like, it, tail action. It, and it was just like in the um the little monsters. Oh, yeah. The mini monsters? The mini yeah. monsters one. Oh boy. Uh spot oh, was playing checkers with him. But then yeah. when they're going to put the <laughs> they're going to put the the Halloween tree together. Yeah. And they ask Spot to hand them like one of the ornaments, uh-huh. and the tail comes up. But you can see where the tail cuts off, and you see the, the rest of like the person's arm that's there. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. God damn it! Anything else, Keith? That we, we <sighs> no, that's all. That is that is no. That's the only couple things that I remembered was like Spot uh, being shit. a little more involved, but also very poorly done. Holy he was shit. in it quite a bit, which is nice. All right. Mm-hmm. We did it. We made it through the Monsters wow. Revenge, the 1981 made-for-TV movie that CBS was so worried that it would be a big hit that they put <laughs> the Wizard of Oz on opposite. Mm-hmm. The only like, competition to be able to compete. Only, the only thing, thing that can take can... down the Monsters is the <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> what do you guys think? I feel bad that this is what we're ending on. I mean, have any of the like extra things that we finished up with? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh God! Nothing. None, nothing. none of them choked up about it. Oh, none no. of them have been good. But I, oh man, we should have watched some of these maybe as our palate cleansers or something, so that we could have just ended on that last episode. We had no idea teacher come to. Ah, I know, I know, I we didn't. But no, you didn't think that. Um, <laughs> you were hoping we'd segue to monsters to, today or whatever. It was. <laughs> well, we might have to do and, monsters today now. Uh, I just feel bad that like all this time that we spent, this is the thing that we ended on. Well, I guess we'll have to do monsters today. What do you think, Terry? I agree. I think we should do monsters today. Um, (laughs) And also I, um, this is, 
not the worst Musters movie by any means. I think this is probably the best Musters movie we've what? seen. <laughs> I don't even Mini know. Munsters was better than this. No, I, I don't no. know. Don't no, know you guys are BSing me every time you do that. No. That's a bit you guys are pulling on. Mini Munsters is terrible. <laughs> this is, I'll let Terry finish though. Mini Munsters is, you know, like that needs to be scorched from the earth. I hated that thing. Oh this, my God. This is bad, but it's not. It's the best Munsters movie. I mean, like, come on. What's better than this? I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it made me laugh twice, which is pretty nice. I don't think any of the other movies did make me laugh. <laughs> it was laugh. an hour and a half long. I think I like the Christmas movie better than this. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can't. You guys like the Christmas movie. The lady tried to, the lady tried to drown fruitcake Santa. You guys like the Christmas movie. Yeah. You know what? You're right there. I love that one. I don't um, know if you loved it, but you liked it. I did not like it at all. I didn't. I don't remember liking that one, but maybe maybe my memory is serving me poorly. We'll um, have to go back to the tape on that one. We'll have to go back to the tape. But putting on record this time, I'm saying this is the best Monsters movie we've watched. All I'm right. not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's great at all. But better I think Rob, it's better than the Rob Zombie Monster movie. Yes. Oh my god, the Rob Zombie Monster movie is a, a pile of horse shit too. <laughs> I think so. I think it's better. Actually, I'm starting to have a different opinion on it. I think he actually did a very accurate version of the Monsters. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, I think his movie's in the top tier of Monsters movies. Um, <laughs> like he, he, Compared to what? He represents it very well. It's better than Mini Monsters. It's better oh, than yes. Holiday Special. It's better yes. than... Then we watch another one. Whatever the other one we watch. Yeah, it's better than go that. home! Yeah, it's better than that for sure. Um, you know, maybe go home is the best one. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter what. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how I rank them. It just matters how I feel right now. It's not great. It's not worth watching, even if you're a Munsters fan. It made me laugh twice. Um, when Grandpa screamed to turn to a bat, and when Herman went ape inside the police station, those were both funny. But it's way too long. I will give it credit for having jokes that kind of like. Well, what do you call it? where they kind of like they repeat the joke throughout the, the movie, like uh-huh. where Her- Herman grandpa keeps getting his ideas from Herman's yes. babblings. Uh-huh. That was clever writing from compared to a lot of monster stuff. Uh, they don't do that ever. Really? There's also the where Herman kept getting hungry and he can eat. I thought that was, you know, clever kind yeah. of. Yeah, but they also had the running gag of uncle of the opera coming in and breaking all the glass all the time. Thick Opera, I liked. Thick, was opera, was, <laughs> Thick opera was the best new Munsters character <laughs> since Uncle Lester. By the way, Agreed. he comes in the one time he sings and it breaks those dude's glasses while it's yes. right on his face. And that dude's <laughs> eyes were gone. Did you see him the whole time? He's pre-flinching to his glasses blowing up. <laughs> he's like, he knows it's going to happen. He's yeah. just like, uh, and then they finally blew up in his mm, face. Yeah, He was mm. blinded after that. Yes, he's got yeah. shards of glass in his pupils. One man lost his sight for this movie. Um, yeah. So we have to respect that. I, I think it's bad, um, but it's the Budsters. It, it's just too long. And it, it it's just so weird. To, we talked about this at the beginning. It's just weird that this is what they decided to bring the monsters back. We're going to have them face off against robots. I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. I, so, I and, I and a weird son of the wrong. Yeah. Pharaoh. Unneeded. The mummy thing unneeded at all. The potion mm-hmm. thing. It should have been 30 minutes long, an episode, but this would have been a good monsters episode probably if they just cut out all the crap. I mean, 
it's a made for TV, but they could have done like the whole like 40 minutes with the commercials. Yes. The commercials make it an hour. Yeah. And it would have been fine. What, what, the monsters get the monsters fine. with the use of robots, the monsters get framed for robbery. Yeah. And, and some, however, they never explain like they've only got two of them that they can identify. The rest of them that do show up and rob people and steal stuff from people, they don't have anything to match up with them. So why didn't they think that maybe the robot thing was correct before? They don't have a Wolfman or a Gill Man running around uh, Mockingbird Heights at all. Did you say Grandpa? Well, it's Halloween. They, they could have been at the party. No, but when they do the test run, like the Wolfman dude busts into like a mob card game or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And there's, that. there's no... There's, <laughs> and he made an elephant noise when he did it. Yeah. And was, the only two that they care about are are the Frankenstein and Dracula ones because we have those here in town already. Like that that's the bigger flaw of the whole thing. But they could have easily just had this thing of they're framed for robbery because of these two robots. And we don't need to worry about the jewel heist or you know, potty seat heist or whatever it is. Oh god. I'm just to say I, I hated this every yeah. every second of this just about except for thick opera. Oh thick he's opera. The best part, yeah. <laughs> uh, He's growing on me since we gave him a nickname. <laughs> He's the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have been him the entire time just singing and stuff breaking. And I think that been it would be like a Gallagher show more than anything else. I would been <laughs> just bring out something new in front of him. He sings the breaks mm-hmm. <laughs> versus the watermelon. And now, and the whole this thing was a full 95 minutes. Yeah. 95 minutes. Just absolutely terrible. I don't know how to rank which one was worse. I think of all of the movies, I think Monsters Go Home was the best of them. And it's like a one. It, it might be like the a, best a yeah. one. And then the I think Marine Land might have been is, the best one. No. Which one? Marine Land, because it actually seemed like it could have been an actual. No. What, Marine Land isn't a movie. That's so bad. And it's terrible. It is so terrible. You're just watching dolphins swim around. <laughs> All of it is so bad. It is so bad. And it's and they keep doing these. You think you you would hope that there's there is more forethought gone into it. But it's almost like, God, we we have two, we have a uh, we have a full like three hour block. We need to fill on mm-hmm. a uh, what day did this come on on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever. What right, we do with it? Yeah. yeah. What about and, the and, monsters? And they like put whip this together. It's like there's no conceptually, like there's nothing to it. It's just so terrible. It's just a bunch it, of shit thrown together. It was twenty also, years. It was twenty. They had twenty yeah. years to, for someone to be in a room thinking up a new way to do the monsters or something interesting with the monsters. And also because no. it's like Fred Gwynn is minute. like Fred Gwynn's like, no, nah, I don't think this is a good idea. And they're like, <laughs> Fred what, Gwynn's right. What do you want? How much? We'll give you He's a like, million this is a dollars. Good idea. Uh, yeah, give me a mill and we'll do it. Sure, here you go. I'd do it for a mill. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. But yeah, it's it, you're right, Terry. They had 20 years to come up with something, mm-hmm. and it's almost like like in high school when you forget a, a, an assignment. Yes. And like tomorrow, like oh my yep. God, did you get that Munsters idea done? Oh shit, what's yes. that do tomorrow? God damn it! <laughs> you have to write it all in one night. That is exactly what this is. They're yes. like scrambling to put together a Munsters idea. <laughs> So anyway, yes. we mm. know what we thought. Yes. What did the internet God. say? There's now, some loon out there that says 10 out of 10, probably. There are 
19 reviews on IMDb. Only 19. I'm not going to go through all of them, oh. but I have sorted them by review rating. 19 more than it needed. On November 22nd of 1998, Buffy had this to say. Buffy or Bumpy? Buffy. B-U-P-P-Y. Buffy. Neither. Okay. This is a great movie from America's weirdest family. No. Fred Gwynn, okay. Al Lewis, Sid Caesar, and Yvonne DiCarlo star in this funny, funny movie. The late mm-hmm. Fred Gwynn is truly wonderful as her and Munster, who lives with Grandpa Munster, Al Lewis, oh, wife God. Lily, Yvonne DiCarlo, and his son and daughter. Sid Caesar is hilarious. <laughs> no, as- no that, that's also <laughs> not true because Marilyn's not his daughter. We know. Buppy doesn't understand. Sid Caesar is hilarious as the owner of a wax museum that has a uh. whole section dedicated to the Munster family. When the wax figures of Herman and Grandpa begin to terrorize the town, everyone blames the two. The two now have to clear their names before it's too late. You'll laugh out loud just like I did. Five out of nine found this helpful. Ten out of ten. Well, I I did laugh out loud twice, and he said funny, funny twice. So I think he probably laughed at the same things I did. Well, On October 2nd of 2008, Woody Anders had this to say. A really so-so made-for-TV reunion flick. <laughs> Warning, spoilers. I'm going to open it no. up. No. Not too bad. The second and final The Munsters reunion film, alas, isn't half as solid and funny as the very enjoyable Munster Go Home. Mm. While mm. the plot has potential, holy fuck. <laughs> evil <laughs> criminal mastermind Dr. Diablo, a frantically mugging Sid Caesar creates robot lookalikes of Herman and Grandpa in order. But that's not what he does. He just coincidentally creates robot lookalikes of Herman and Grandpa. Uh, Words, 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 words. While not a complete disaster, this picture nonetheless lacks the essential spark to be anything more than a merely okay diversion. Uh, One out of one found that helpful. Hmm. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Okay. Fair enough. And then on December 1st of 2006, Baron Blood. I I think we've heard from Baron Blood before. Maybe sounds, sounds familiar. Yeah, is that the and name of the this, TV show that Eddie liked, The Baron Blood? Oh, it is. I think, or is it Captain Blood? It was Captain Blood. Okay. I don't know. It just Whatever. sounds familiar, but I don't think it is. Sounds he, cool. Man. They had this to say: mind-numbing, waxing, nostalgic. A hmm. sad, sad hmm. sight indeed is the Munsters' revenge. Sad, the, sad indeed. The Munsters are brought back one last time. <laughs> In parenthetical. Fred Gwynn received a huge oh, paycheck to come back to the role of Herman Munster. And this made-for-TV movie about a pair of wax replicas of Grandpa and Herman that are robots terrorizing, in quotes, uh, the city as preparation for a robbery of a mummy's stash at an exhibit. Mm-hmm. While the police on their heels, with the police on their heels, the two elderly television icons try to find out who is actually behind the crimes in order to clear their names. We get to see them dress and drag as waitresses, a minor high point in the film. Grandpa turns into a bat mm-hmm. with attached wire a couple of times. That's great. In parent, parenthetical, one time even flying to Transylvania with Herman somehow invoking his frequent flyer miles, I guess. And a most annoying relative, the Phantom, constantly singing Aww. in race glass ad nauseum. What is most sad is hard to pinpoint. Is it that Gwyn, especially, and Al Lewis looks so haggard in every scene and so indifferent to the material. <laughs> Is it the hokey costumes of the robots that have that school production values look about them? Maybe oh. it's the ridiculous script. Sid Maybe. Caesar's crazy, mostly unfunny antics. Or 
Perhaps it is seeing something which brought me joy and fond memories as a child being treated to a super Kmart fashion makeover. At, at any even, I've never heard that phrase before, at any even, the result is decidedly disappointing and silly even for Munster's standards. As for the rest of the cast, Yvonne DiCarlo is adequate in a most vacuous role, though showing more cleavage than usual for a woman of her years and experience. Whoa, okay. KC Martell makes an ever so affable Eddie Munster. Joe McDonald is an attractive Maryland. Bob Hastings okay. as the aforementioned Phantom looks and acts and speaks in the most absurd banner. Hmm. Thick okay. opera was the shit. The film has a real <laughs> cheap feel, and it and it even the film has a real cheap feel about it, even for a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, five out of eight found this helpful. Two out of ten. Okay, wow. Um, you know, I will say, I think I like the performance of Marilyn, the actress who played her. I thought she did a good job. <sighs> I guess I don't know. She's probably the best besides you know Pat Priest and Beverly Owens. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it anymore we're done i don't want to be around here anymore <laughs> i don't want to be around anymore just somebody just yeah end it. oh yeah it's just so bad it was just so bad it was so so mm. bad it ended not Holy with a bang smokes. but a whimper wow why well, i mean ooh, I, all that's left now i guess we have to come back and watch Monsters Forever, or whatever it's called. Monsters Forever. Oh, that should be the next series. There's Monsters Today, <laughs> Monsters Tomorrow, and Monsters Forever. Yeah. That's what they should do. Yeah. All we have left is that. I mean, we can't end with this. <sighs> you guys got anything to plug? Uh, no. Don't no, watch this, no. probably. Unless you want to laugh twice for an hour and a half. <laughs> I watch it again and just. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to have things to plug because we, like, I no longer have to shun things. Oh, that's true. I might be able to actually do other things in life. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we can do. We uh, don't have to decide that right now. But we do have to decide is how the fuck are we going to get away from that giant thing that's <laughs> outside the window? Wait a minute. Oh, there's something out there. there there's a, that tell now. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but that island that Keith mentioned earlier. <laughs> I was that it's island been, just got a lot closer. I was to say it's gotten a lot closer than it oh. was before. Huh. Is that an eye that I see opening on the island? It's morphosis. Oh, uh, yes. boy. Uh, uh, what was possibly... Oh, my God. Is the, <laughs> the, it, the book is a sphincter riddled... Oh, where's where's my clicker? Half-submerged like island anymore. now? Oh, no. I should have expected that when I saw, like, the pus and ooze coming out of the island all these oh. years. But, um, yeah. Um, anyway. Oh boy. It, oh, it, is it, I, it's... We have a problem. Pages? That's we, not good. The almanac is now a kaiju outside of our window, right? It's there. I'd suggest uh, we go out the back door, but... We don't have one. We don't have one. I, we could go out the top hatch, but the staff is all there with knives. <laughs> so yeah, they're... Uh, they've yeah, got some certain words for keys. They told you to go to that island because they were hoping you would die, I think is what happened. I do believe that's what it was as well. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's best we cool. not be associated. Like if, the, if we we want to be leaving a different exit than Keith, if the, the staff. Are right. <laughs> yes, it's not the staff. Here, oh, go this door. Over. Wait a minute. No, Derek, you said the Navi were gone. What is that? Yes, I, I anticipated that the Navi would never return. Maybe the bottomless pit is actually like some sort of loop, and they like fell as far as they could fall, and then they resurfaced. Oh, they're just falling out of the sky, like it's going. <laughs> out of the sky. It's raining Navi now. Uh, <laughs> they don't look happy either. I thought they were dead. Turns no. Out. Oh God. Oh, and you hear the sirens. Oh, the dolphin police are coming. A lot of unknown murders. <laughs> Even though we signed the papers <laughs> that would make us exempt from uh, any sort of dolphin prosecution. Uh, that kaiju book just crushed some of the uh, raiders and buccaneers that were coming at us. <laughs> Derek Carr. That no! at least that at least helped. That helped a little bit. Oh. Terry, is this? Can the skooma get us anywhere other than just no Satan's he, door? <laughs> Part of the deal was I gave Elon Musk remote control of the scope. Oh, and he shut yeah, he, he took that as soon as we left. He, yeah. he, he just swiped that from us. Yeah, that oh. Mr. T-shaped scuba. We may never see that again. Yeah, he's uh, going to launch it into space with this Did we at Tesla. least keep the AI uh, to ourselves? Like, I don't... Oh, uh, he patented the AI as soon as he got hands. Yeah, he took yeah. the AI as well. I, well, uh, we can go down this dark, dank corridor <laughs> filled with cobwebs oh. and rat shit and what else was in there Twizzlers. Indiana Jones Indiana Jones Chronicles comings and goings comings and goings ah mm. there's a space balls diary or something back here is that a light yes <laughs> just, just go towards the light go go put Terry get out of my way get, get out of my way Terry <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.